Would you like to learn a new language? We. Oui. <laughs> See what we? I did? Oh. No, I said we oui, like French. Oh, okay. We, 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 we. I have ever since I've seen Pepe Le Pew and his way with women. I thought I want to learn a new language. You know what? I I do have a because uh, I'm a, I, I do voices and stuff. I do like yeah. the sound of of a French language. Yeah, you're good at faking a language. I just do gibberish, but I want to actually learn. And that's, mm -hmm. I'm going to introduce you in the world to Rosetta Stone. It's the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. And it truly immerses you in the language you want to learn. Yes, I've heard about this and talked about it for a long time. It's the trusted expert for 30 years. They have millions of users, 25 languages offered. So I think that pretty much covers the globe. You've got yeah. your Spanish, your French, mm -hmm. you were just talking about, Korean, Dutch, Arabic. Fast language acquisition. It, 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 there's no English translations, so you really learn to speak, listen, and think in that language. That's the hard part, I think. That's it. And it's an intuitive process. You pick mm -hmm. up the language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences, and it's all designed for long-term retention, which is great because I took Spanish for 12 years and all I know is how to find a library. Yes, Donde, I know. Donde está la biblioteca. So this one, really, really, you retain it. I learned German and I know hast du Zweister now abra. No, hast du Bruder now. Nein, abra cabra Zweister. That means, have, do you have a brother? No, I have, but I have three sisters. I took German for seven years, and all I remember is Gesundheit. <laughs> what does that mean? That means bless you. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> someone sneezes. Gesundheit. Rosetta Stone, that's not going to happen. Another thing I love is they have a built-in true accent feature that gives you feedback on your pronunciation. That's like having a personal trainer for your accent. Very important to being understood in a foreign country is to do it in kind of the rhythm of the way that language is speak. Right. You don't, you don't look like some clown. Desktop and <laughs> app options, audio companion, ability to download lessons offline. Mm -hmm. By the way, the Lifetime membership has all 25 languages. For any and all trips and language needs in your life, mm -hmm. that's lifetime access to all 25 language courses Rosetta Stone offers for 50% off. What are we waiting for? It's a steal. What is going on? Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started for a very limited time. Fly in the Wall listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Oh, yeah. Visit rosettastone.com slash fly. That's 50. That's like the highest I've heard of. 50% mm -hmm. off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash fly today. Hey, David, what's the date? March 16th. <laughs> no, no, it's not. It's not. We're pre-recording this. Oh. I thought that's what we're we supposed to We had a say. choice to lie, but I said, no, our podcast doesn't lie. Did Everything you like that you I immediately is... lied? Well, look, I'm here to bust you on it. Yeah. That's why we're partners. That's true. Yeah. You lie like, like a cool breeze. <laughs> you lie like a rug. <laughs> you lie like a lie. We got, we got Burt Kreischer. Anyway, Burt Kreischer has a special out today. Razzle Dazzle. Razzle Dazzle. That's a good name. Bert Kreischer. You know. Has a special Razzle Dazzle. 
By the way, Dana, <laughs> I got a lot of good feedback from the Brendan Fraser show. Oh, okay. What and was this it? producer even said, he was in The Whale. You should do a movie about your dick called The Minnow. And I go, well, I don't know. I got the podcast. I got so much going on right now. What would the, why would the producer have an opinion about the know. size of your appendage? Just, is it guesswork based on thumb size? He or says, is don't he get mad. I'm just brainstorming. I go, all right, well. Listen, there's yeah, no bad ideas. Yeah, he told ideas. me the same thing. I should. He told me I should have a special called Big Cock. <laughs> <laughs> and I go, that's. I don't, I don't work blue, but I big said that's cock kind of, and yeah. little pubes. It's Big Cock on Netflix. Yeah, this is good for the Bert intro because this is rhino. We, we got kind of raunchy with Bert. Why do they say it's a compliment to guys hung like a rhino? Have you ever seen rhino genitalia? No, they're not. I don't known care for how, big what ones. the size is. Well, you can't compete with a horn in the front. <laughs> they say rhinos wieners are about that's a why third they're going the extinct. Yeah, no one wants to fuck them, even a female Nobody. rhinos. No so animals. We've finally gone R and Greg. We went pretty and R. Evan are the happiest I've seen our crew here right we now. We got. He talks about going on a date in quotes with Will Smith. Remember? Yes, that? he has a. He's a. Well, first of all, he's a great storyteller. Yeah. He's 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 uh, sober when he does our our podcast, so his energy is off the charts. He's like kind of human Xanax. I mean, he is just a cheerful, fun <laughs> human. Well, doesn't he kind of calm you down because he's so effusive? Yeah, and he tells this great story about. Interacting with Will Smith, hysterical. He's very, he's very huggable. He's, I think he's, I hugged him a few times during it. He right. came here to do it. He didn't mind it, but when you snuck up from behind him and really- You know what I did? I hid in his chest hair and then no one said anything. <laughs> and then he started talking. I go, show your eyes. <laughs> so you're, you're that small, you can hide in chest yeah. hair. <laughs> yeah. And then I saw someone in his pubes. I go, I don't want to give it away. <laughs> Uh, he also talked about- That's the movie you should make. It's just called Tiny Man, not <laughs> Ant-Man. Ant-Man. And he and I bond over our mutual fear of flying and our need to have an adult beverage while we're flying. Yeah, yeah. So I, we we actually, he levitated out of his seat when he found out that some some tactics I do on a morning flight to get a, a cocktail because I don't like flying. David loves it. I hate flying. I flew this week. And I, I, I was stuck in coach because of COVID. S- some lemony snickety unfortunate events. So yeah. I'm in the back and they have like a literally a one foot curtain like this. So I can't see the people in first class. So I'd go like this. <laughs> and they go, don't look at the rich people, sir. <laughs> what, what, and then far? someone was watching <laughs> King no Kong curtain. on their thing. And I was trying to watch between the cracks and <laughs> I see Jack Black. And then they block it with their arm. I'm like, fuck, man, come on. Let me watch this. Because you didn't have movies in coach? I didn't have anything. We're going to get people sending you devices to watch. I'm going to send you a, a mini iPad. No, I think it, watch I think they got confused because when I got to the gate, I go, put me in, coach. And then he go, they go, okay. And I go, no, I didn't mean put me in coach. They actually didn't even have a keyboard. They just went like this. Like, um, okay, so what else? <laughs> the stuff that I, happens to you on the road, that's your next book. My throat is a little trash, but- um, David st- has not intentionally got a sultry voice. It's from performing, no, right? I apologize for the sexiness, yeah. But yeah. it's good, you know? I'm gonna I talk feel like too. I'm still out there trying. Hey, kid, I'm going to talk like Harrison Ford the rest of the time we do ads. Oh, What's yeah. a problem, kid? <laughs> oh, God, I had a joke. My voice I can't think about it. Anyway, that's it. All right, let's just mm-hmm. keep going. Enough about us. Oh, yeah. The doctor said, try not to interrupt people for a week. And I said, oh, no, come on. 
Oh, we practice cross-talking. Don't say that. Twice a week, it's like training. We get on the phone and go, okay, I'll talk, you talk, and we talk over each other. That was it. Just to keep in shape, because heaven forbid we let the other guy talk. You want to practice? Fuck these guests, Three, man. They talk to you enough. Yeah, right, I don't here know comes why Bert. He's going to talk a lot. He's going to talk a lot. I love Bert. Bye. Bye. So I was going to do, um, I got an offer to write a self-help book. Here's here's my pitch, okay? Okay. I'm, I think you guys will understand this. Oh, oh, definitely. We're all over this. I was listening to your podcast. I have more fear of flying and more neurosis around flying and having beer than you do, if that's possible. I, but I, we should fly together. So. I would like to go tit for tat on that because I, my flying has got... I remember one time, so I, I'm ritualistic when I fly. I, before I fly in the shower, I have to wash every part of my body, and then I have to squat down like a catcher and say prayers. And I, I do certain rituals in my prayers. I, I circle every family member right. in my family three times in case I die. I okay. just make sure they're wrapped in love. And then I do. This is I'm gonna sound like a fucking lunatic. My name is Bert Kreischer, guys. I'm actually no, a comedian. And no, so, no, Bert. When I would occasionally get private jets provided for me, yeah, I would have the beer here. And going down the runway. Oh, and we when, definitely have to fly together. Yeah, yeah. When we took off, that made the beer go in, in, That's as we took off. You uh, would drink every time. Don't worry. We cut all the comedy out of this at the every, end. This is more of a self-help every, uh, one with Bert. So so I've yeah. done so. So in my rituals, I get through my rituals. And then, and then uh, one of the rituals was I had to respect the fear. Or if I, because if I didn't respect the fear, like these other idiots who were just sitting there thinking, I'm just going to work. Mm -hmm. Those are the fuckers that die because they don't respect the the fragility of life. Mm -hmm. I'm respecting it by drinking my fucking face off and going, this is how we'll get there. I mean, I, my, my flying got so bad that like, I I mean, now I've flown (laughs) this month sober and Mm -hmm. in a weird way. I can watch the anxiety creep in. It's almost like a whisper, like a, like an asshole friend. Yeah. Bert. Hey, Bert, I just want to remind you, you're going to die Bert, in a couple you of minutes. It happens in an instant. Yeah. You won't even know. You won't even care that you're flying. Yeah. <laughs> you know, when planes make that noise, it goes, like when you take off, I think they all do it. But in my head, I always go, this is what you hear in the movies when you're like going down. And, get, and I go, no one's even looking that this is a weird noise. Whoa. Oh. Well, wait a minute. There's okay. always a point where I think I'll die David, in a flight. There's a new flight. This, this is a commercial flight. But there's a 787-10X. Like I, I know every plane. I do too. By and, the way, I, I know more about planes than pilots. That's so funny. I know <laughs> You're like my you brother from another mother. I know, mother. This, I know we, the seats on every plane. Oh, I know oh, yeah. where you don't want to sit and where you do want to sit. Yeah. Um, so there's a, there's a key. Oh, keep the going. I don't mean to The 787 yeah. engines are so quiet. It flies down different than any other plane and you can fly it from LA to, to Newark yeah. but you're doing all the short hops but when I flew back I took off completely I just do my breathing nothing in me you know because it's too embarrassing 8.30 flight excuse me could, could embarrassing if you're Dana Carvey yeah, and you're putting yeah, back yeah. cocktails yeah. when you're Burt Kreiser respect they let me tell you something it, yeah. double well, jack on the rocks lots of rocks I That's only my drink beer drink. but my wife only wants coffee so she'll get coffee and oh, a Heineken fuck. how the fuck did we marry these Dead inside human beings <laughs> who can have a cup of coffee Easy. and not yeah. respect but the fragility then, uh, of life. For me, she orders a Heineken for herself. Oh, hold on. And me, you and I, Ric Flair. me, you and Ric Flair. Hold on. I swear to God, I'm and sitting next to I Rick. drink mine and hers, and, and then hers. I put both empty bottles on her tray and go, I can't stop her. She's lush. Dana, I've never connected more with a human being other than my wife than you right now. This, right. Ric Flair and I are on a flight. Okay. Uh, I'm next to my wife. He's next to his wife. Yes. The lady comes back. She goes, can I get you guys something to drink? What time and, is it? Uh, seven in the morning. Perfect. Seven, out of Charlotte, I think. <laughs> and, Charlotte's uh, a motherfucker. It's a beast. Yeah. 
Can I get you a cocktail? And she goes to Rick, and Rick says, uh, double, uh, double Bloody Mary for me and a Double Bloody Mary for her. And he goes, interesting. So he comes over to me. Can I get you a drink? And I said, <laughs> yeah. uh, d- I'm going to take a Double Jack on the Rocks. Do you want a Double Jack on the Rocks? And she's like, my wife nods. Right. So we both get our Jack on the Rocks. What I do is I drink hers first because yeah. she's the alcoholic in that right. Yes. And as I do it, I look over. Ric Flair's already murdered his wife's uh. drink. And I go, I'm drinking like Ric Flair. Like we all have the same cheat code when we get on a plane. I used to right. fly with my producer for Travel Channel and pretend she was my wife so that I could make her drink and I could have her drink. Oh, yeah. Oh, there's a lot of tricks of the trade. I used oh. to have the early days, I'd have a bucket of, of 10 beers between my... Uh, right, but Jesus. Uh, yeah, I, I've way slowed down. I've gotten better. I don't, but even I don't know fly you. like you do. Like oh, I only fly five times a year, so I don't uh, go on. Yeah, tour but you that do much. too. You try. You try to do a bus. I, I live in a bus. Uh, yeah, but I have to fly in and out, and I fly mm. to do two bears, one cave. I fly. So my week, my month will go. Uh, I'll have one week off right now. It's been one bear, four caves. Is yeah. that how it is? It just mixes up a little bit. <laughs> yeah, <I> mix <laughs> There's up. bears and caves of all kinds. I do. I'll go on the road. I'll do one week on the road. Then I'll do Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday in Austin to do two bears. Then go back straight out on the road. And then I'll come home for a week. Right now I'm going to my daughter's uh, parents weekend for the, my week off. Oh, and then I'll go back on a road. Yeah, no shit. And then I go back <laughs> well, I, I sober. You, I can't even go to her college <laughs> fucking party. I give party. you a lot of respect, man, for flying sober on these little hopper planes in, in Lightning. And we're, we're going to ask everyone to take a seat. For a while, we're going to have some, you know. Yeah. So, have you been traumatized, truly terrified on a plane because oh, yeah. of an engine failure and oh, stuff yeah. like that? Uh, uh, I've had a number of, I've had a number of incidents with horrific. Uh, I had yeah. one time, one time. This is a, 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 one of those clarity moments. I was sitting next to one of my cameramen. We were flying from Canada or from Alaska down to L.A. and we had horrible turbulence out and over Vancouver Island. Yeah, and he was like, "What is? What are you freaking out over?" And I said, "I haven't." I feel like I haven't lived my life. I haven't lived like I haven't fil- fulfilled what I what I want to yeah. accomplish in my life. And he looks at me and he goes, "Do you realize how insulting that is?" I said, "What?" He goes, "I've been filming you live your life." <laughs> he goes, "I've done nothing, man." And I went, oh, "You should be drinking now." <laughs> That's a funny twist. Well, I you know I've I've seen flight attendants burst into tears, uh, engines yeah. conked out, emergency landings. Uh, without the seatbelt, I'm not in the seat. Things flying around. So then. I think, you know, aren't we kind of wired for neuroses in a way? If you're a sensitive instrument, you're a comedian, you're trying to yeah. notice everything, then I just find the whole premise. I've flown with you into Texas once. Yeah. It's pretty wild. Well, I'm like powder. You get super calm. Yeah. Like I, I feel yeah, a lot like of things. Water and I powder. use powder as an example, as a joke, so often. <laughs> and, and, and you is- know, not a lot. Of, you know, the, the director of that got caught molesting boys. No. Uh, ooh, maybe allegedly. I don't know. I maybe mean, someone Google that. That's a but bummer. No, but I've used that because I've used Powder so much. Powder is no, great. Well, I, Powder's one of the best movies yeah. ever. Oh, okay. It's a real so, tearjerker. It's about a kid w- that gets okay. picked on. He's got all these powers, and he's very sensitive. And uh, I don't have the powers. I'm just a sensitive <laughs> pussy guy. I thought you meant you You guys are like Powder. You're like sand. You're no, like, that might be <laughs> no, better. He's, he has, he's, hairless, like he's a powder. hairless albino. I'm a combo between Lucas and Powder. <laughs> Because I went out for football when I weighed 114 and I got fucking cremated. Why would you go out for 114? I, I love playing I'm trying football. To fit in. When tackle fi- football came in and mm-hmm. I was 5'1", 93, I went to track. I said, no. Yeah, my uncle you told know. me to go in gymnastics. I go, why don't I just blow dudes? 
He's like, it's up to you, but you, wanna, you could do the Iron Cross. <laughs> I could do. I did the. I did the horse. I did. Uh, you did the floor, pummel horse. Oh yeah, Florex. I did. No wonder you're so jacked. Parallel bars. I was ripped. You were kind of. You're like wiry it's, muscle. It's good if you want to go into friend jail for the rest of your life with all the. They go. There's a lot of chicks in there, and I go. Yeah, but I'm their friend. I mean, they they go. You wouldn't be straight if you were. You in. could. Go, you could you get girls in high school? No, it was no fame. Horse. No, it was all. Uh, well, of course, it's fucking well, no, f- exponentially. Well, like Mickey Rooney told me, money, i.e. fame, money makes you handsomer. It's That's true. It. I went from nerdy and geeky to interesting. <laughs> they go, I like the uh, underdog. I go, oh, that wasn't really the well, idea. What about I wonder, you? I well, wonder what, sometimes what kind of pussy I could get now. You uh, would do great. Yeah, because I'm, 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 I'm landlocked to this fucking... Wife. Menopausal fucking <laughs> landlord. <laughs> <laughs> well, you have a great wife already because she'll yeah. hear this and go, "Hi, Bert." She'll laugh like like uh, laugh. she she's she's just I don't know. I love her, and so like I do, and I'm I don't I have a bit of my new special about it, but I I don't really I don't really I never was like a I was never a sex dude. I was more party dude. Like yeah. I was never. I, I think I'm very sensitive, and so if I I just wanted to fall in love. I remember I was telling someone I was yeah. I'd go to bars in college. And everyone was like, I hope I get laid. And I was like, I hope I meet someone who understands me. Yeah. <laughs> like, wow. I was so different. Just put up with me. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Or someone that wants to just go get pizza and not go to bars anymore and when, just hang out. How old were you when women who wouldn't have looked at you in high school or college were kind of overtly nervous talking to you? Oh, 49. <laughs> so, and you're, you're 48? And I'm 49 <laughs> now. <laughs> well, we have to remind the audience. This is Burt Kreischer. Yeah. Uh, he is a... Uh, Big time comedian, podcaster, all around. Very interesting past. Uh, we were doing some extra digging. Mm-hmm. I know you a little bit, but we were doing some digging. And mm-hmm. Dana, of course, doesn't know. No, I I, I'm, I have a photographic much. memory. Florida State University. Which yeah. It, yeah. Did it have the Gator Bowl? No, that's 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 okay. Florida. Because I played that once. Yeah, I, I think I, I, I might have been there. Well, I'd never seen anything. No, so it was, it was called Gator Growl. Yes, and Gator Tim, girl, when the football it. players came out, because they all had, it was like close encounters of the third kind. Yeah. They were all stunning. Tim Tebow, right? And when they came, I was behind them. It was beyond the Beatles and Elvis. They oh, went. those games that in was college. The, that was the team. It was at night. Just, ah, a lot of those yeah. dudes went to prison. Yeah. Like, uh, oh. like, well, yeah, I think, well, Tim Tebow was a good guy, but I think Aaron Hernandez was on that team. I think the mm. the two brothers were on that team. Because of Harvey Weinstein kind of stuff? I think so. Okay. Well. <laughs> Co- code for whatever. They yeah. were at training camp. They didn't know it was for prison. Um, you know, in Tampa, was your first, oh, here's my first thing. Oh, when you were from Tampa, was your first joke, I'm, I'm a tampon from Tampa? Full-blooded tampon. Of the, oh, full-blooded tampon. Even yeah. better. You, yeah. you fucking peppered it up. Well, because he was, uh, I don't know where I'm going with this. Well, people don't know this, yeah. which is kind of interesting. If I'll just do it. Then you you became like the college was named the party college of the year. Okay. Yeah. And then somehow, this and that's how audience. did you become the party college guy of the year? Like why, how did they find you? And then that you blew up from that. Well, yeah, it was that, yeah. I, I just answered a rough question about like, what was the, if it wasn't for this, why well, I would have never gotten a comedy. Uh-huh. And it was this in 1997. Rolling Stone magazine wrote an article about me, calling me the number one party animal right. in the country <laughs> at the and number like, one school. At the number one school. So what what meant to happen was they were meaning to write an article about Florida State. Yeah. And when they got there, they met. They needed a chaperone, someone to take them around. They found me. They just called up a bunch of people. Everyone was like, "You should hang out with this guy, Bertie. He's been here seven years. He knows everyone." So they come. They <laughs> the party. Lifer. Yeah. 
I was. I, I just I just hadn't didn't know what I wanted to do, and I was like, I don't I don't need to leave. Yeah. I can just get another minor. <laughs> I just keep going. Yeah. yeah. And so I took this guy around. He goes back, writes the article. Jan Warner's like, this doesn't. It's too broad of a subject. Let's just make it about this kid. So then they wow. and I am un, I have no idea this is going to happen. They end up writing the article about me. I remember getting it, and I was. Beck was on the cover, and I remember mm. thinking it was me for a second. Yeah, and I was like, gross. I look great. And then I <laughs> opened it, and it's like a big centerfold of me in a fountain. And the opening line was like, it's taken Burt Kreischer six and a half years to become the man he is today, the number one partier at the number one party school in the nation. <laughs> and it changed <laughs> Change my life. life. Overnight, oh. overnight. This is before fame was like a thing. Yeah. Like where everyone could get it. All of a sudden, oh, I'm doing college. That's a no good way point. Everyone is famous now. Yeah, there's I mean, no way under 25 to be famous oh, back then. Oh, in 1997, the yeah. real world and road rules had just started happening like that mm-hmm. within that era. That was the only way you get famous. Yeah, famous. yeah. This comes out. I'm on. I do morning call-ins all morning long. They just get my number, call my room, my house. Um, Oprah, Oprah's people reached out, wanted to have me and my parents on. I did, uh, I did just all these huge things. <laughs> the subject was what went wrong. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Well, I remember Bert going, Chrysler, people. I, and I was an open book. I was like this kid who partied. Mm-hmm. And if you want to talk to me, I would be like off the record. And they're like, yeah, sure. Off the record kid. Oh, no. And so I spilled everything. And then, uh, and then I, this radio station gave me an opportunity to stand up. They it was they were setting me up to fail. Now you guys yeah. would both know this. They had four mm-hmm. comics that, that were road dogs. Go do twenty minutes before me each, and then I close the show. Oh. Never having done stand up. Oh wow, yeah. that's a setup. Yeah, yeah, it was a setup, but I killed. I had murdered. Oh. I murdered just stream of conscious. Probably usually that was literally the first time. The literal Great. first time because I got on usually stage. Usually the first time is good, it, especially if they said In a weird this way. is his first yeah. time doing stand up. Did they say that? Uh, I think it was oh. implied. I think yeah. everyone knew because a lot, but a lot of the people. I was also pretty famous at the school, so like a lot of everyone that showed up oh, knew who that I was. Sort of was a but trick, still, yeah, a little bit. Coming, it's, like, yeah. it's like Eddie Murphy getting on stage, and everyone's like, "Oh shit!" And not that's not Wait, well, the same. But I, I got offered Bert, a morning yeah. show. Yes, that's amazing. I got offered their morning show from that thing. Oh wow! Yeah. To be like Zuku. <laughs> I was gonna be third mic. I was gonna be third <laughs> mic for uh for like. A couple months and then I take over the show. You ever do a? Wow. I'm going to interrupt you. Do you ever do a, a phoner for a radio station? They go, hold please. All right, when we come back, you're going to be on with Zippy, Cuckoo, a bird, a parakeet, a robot, and Jim Jim. He's going to be in the helicopter. All right, you're on. And I go, what's this? It's the zoo crew. Go, oh, wow. go. And I'm like, who am I talking to? They've had caffeine for three hours. Yeah, and they're like, it's Tommy and the Bull. It's yeah. usually a guy and an animal. And yeah. Shaniqua. They were always, and then a they were always third. horrifically under, like just subtly racist as shit, but they didn't know it because no one was calling them on it yet. Yeah. <laughs> there, there was a, there was oh, a, yeah. there was one in Florida called the Q Morning Zoo and they used to do tales from Taniqua and she would, it was just a black woman ordering McDonald's and, and it was like, and it was like a two minute bit and it was just a white guy doing what he sat right. a black oh, woman yeah. sounded right. like. Oh, a white guy doing oh, it? Oh, yeah, it wasn't oh, a black yeah, woman. Yeah, <laughs> do you think they were going to go out? And, and well, we <laughs> used to do, we had Flip, Flip Wilson. He did Geraldine. That was what we used to do in high school. Geraldine. Flip Wilson. We do a character talk like this. Yeah. <laughs> that was his character. And you're, so doing, you're basically doing, doing Flip, Geraldine. Yeah, yeah. yeah Geraldine. Yeah. Now, so Bert, that sounds funny. Let's anyway. ask Bert about, oh, because we have to have some sort of SNL tie-ins because a lot of comedians... You know, I brought up on SNL. You were just yeah. talking, you were just mentioning uh, you might do uh, something with some, I don't know if you want to talk about that, but you were talking about movies mm-hmm. and What's the secret? how, I thought it was interesting you just said that Tommy Boy and Blues Brothers were similar in the way that 
you thought Ackroyd was the Farley of that. Yeah, well, so I like okay. I mean, it's no lie. Like I'm the the you guys, your your people, the people that you guys all know, the the Sassanel and all the actors, all you guys, kind of. You know, I'm sure you know this, but you're responsible for not just my sense of humor, but my personality. Like, you know, you when you're a kid, you watch certain people and you go, mm-hmm. "That's I'm that I'm like I'm that guy in our friend group." You know, mm-hmm. or you don't even know. You just try to act like emulate like guys. I would see Caddyshack. And you just oh, that's your whole life. Your whole I have now been every character in Caddyshack <laughs> in my entire life. I've been I've been Ty Webb. I've been Bill mm-hmm. Murray. I think I'm Rodney Dangerfield now. Yeah. Like I don't like, and so so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that all those people like I am a Belushi Farley guy. That's like, I mean, I read fucking Wired and was like, the first time I took a physical for a, a TV show, I I did what Belushi did. You know, where ah fucking smoke, drink, thing, and then the lady's like, hey, just so you know, you're not going to be cleared to do this TV show. Oh yeah, and I was like, what? She was like, let's mm, rip this one cool. up and change our answers. <laughs> I was yeah. like, I seldomly drink, so, uh, but. We were talking. We were, we were talking with this guy Ethan Cohen. Tom and I are doing a project, and we were talking about great buddy comedies. And both of you mm-hmm. have been in been in the best co- buddy comedy movies ever, other than Aykroyd, who wrote whoever he starred, starred with was always the other. You know, yeah. yeah. But we were talking about Tommy Boy, and we were saying that immediately you think Belushi is, is Farley, mm-hmm. and you are Aykroyd. But when you look at Blues Brothers, technically. Ackroyd is Farley and Belushi is you mm, because he's more straight laced. Yeah, he's he's mm-hmm. the he's the kind of straight man in the entire thing, and and Ackroyd's the one who's st- st- uh, st- putting super glue on the pedal. And I mean, he's doing mm. all the tricks. He's the one driving crazy. The crazy. He's one. it's so fascinating, especially when you start going back. Like when you look and realize half of Bill Murray's movies are movies that were supposed to be go to Belushi. Like Ghostbusters was supposed to be Belushi, right? And then mm-hmm. you realize, huh? Because Belushi's real strength wasn't. I know it sounds crazy that we all see Farley as Belushi, but that wasn't Belushi. It really wasn't. He was in Continental Divide. He was mm-hmm. everything he did was a little more straight. The yeah. only thing he did was Animal House, but Animal he didn't even House. fucking speak. Yeah, that's but that a, was kind of the physical comedy. Yeah. Put the marshmallows. And in it was his such a crazy movie around him, and he's the star of it. He looks like, and he does popping the zit and yeah, toga. It's all physical comedy. Yeah, he didn't. But speak. he does do his eyebrows, he does facials, and I think he wanted to do more straight stuff, and so did Farley. So when Belushi does mm-hmm. Continental Divide, which not everyone saw, but I thought was interesting with yeah. Aykroyd, I think people are a little disappointed because they weren't as crazy as what you thought it would be. Yeah, or neighbors. Oh yeah, neighbors. Neighbors was mm-hmm. where they flipped the roles. Yeah, at the last minute, they, he goes, he goes. You know what? I'm going to play Ackroyd's part. You play my part. And I'm thinking of neighbors. Yeah, yeah, yeah neighbors. Yeah. When he goes, stop switching those cups, George. It's <laughs> 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 a shotgun, <laughs> or it's going to be Pump City. Yeah. But I go back now. I go back, mm. and this is maybe you guys will know more about this. But what about uh, some like it hot? Right. Okay. Who was that? That was uh, Jack, Jack Lemmon, Lemmon and, and Tony Curtis. Tony Curtis and Marilyn Monroe. 1960. Two, one, two. So yeah. who were, is the dynamic when you play two people, when you look at Wayne's World, mm-hmm. who, and I hate to use you and Farley as the example, but that's like probably the clearest to everyone that mm-hmm. this, that they, like you're Farley, mm-hmm. Mike's Spade, right? Um, That's an interesting question. I don't, I think that Mike and I, which it ended up working out so nice that we just have different styles, but they melded. So we were both being funny in a different way. 
Like I loved when Aerosmith. It was extremely Aeros opposite. It, me and Farley, I think we're more supposed to be opposite. And I think he and you Mike were, were reacting just, yeah. to yeah, his but, but, shenanigans. But Mike, a lot of times, will look to the camera and point to you like this guy. Right. Like, someone's got to be the voice of off, reason or something. Off, and someone's yeah. got to be. Well, on. that's true. Mike would, if there was, off and on, yeah, yeah, some storyline he had to deliver, he would do that. I was just sort of outside of everything in my own little world. M me meaning Garth. Yeah, just sort uh, of, <laughs> but uh, I loved it. I mean, I love the part where I, you know, like Tom Hanks said to me once, isn't it great to be the guy next to the guy? Because it is Wayne's world, but I got to just kind of float around in it. Oh, it's so but funny. You get I the score, that. yeah. I see that as different. The focus is on. In what person. way? I don't know. Better don't, to be well, the guy? I'm, I'm, I gravitate towards your character. I mm -hmm. identify with your character in mm -hmm. that because I'm always a little bizarre. Like I'm always the off guy, yeah. As opposed to the guy who knows right. what's going on, the guy yeah. that can drive the story forward, the guy that goes, "Hey, we got to go sell these fucking brake pads, yeah. or we're all gonna." And the, the one guy that goes, "I don't know how to sell a brake pad," yeah. You know, like so. Mm -hmm. It's I, I I I find it fascinating because the buddy comedy is like such a. It's when done right, and you guys have both are maybe the two examples of dudes who have defined the genre. When done right, it's Jeez, that's cool. It's yeah, what it's, buddy, you know that, right? They're they're not around as much as they used to be. Even like forty eight hours, uh, you comedies know, aren't around the way they used hours to be. R rated is it, comedies, is it funny, but for some reason it's funny, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, it's not such a cool movie. It's such a cool fucking movie because Walter Hill made badass movies. You know, so it Eddie has a coolness to it. And Nick Nolte is straight, and then they let Eddie kind of when he went into the bar and did that. At the time, it was yeah. kind of incendiary. Deconstructing yeah. all the cowboys and stuff, dude. Yeah, I mean, how, what a cool role for Eddie Murphy to play. Trading spaces, trading places, yeah. trading Ed, places. I'm thinking Eddie Murphy makes places so. great. Eddie Murphy makes Another no one. sense to me because at 19 to be who he was, yeah. take over SNL, kick ass in the movies at such a young age. But it's kind of common. Keep your I mean, head on. Woody Allen was supporting his parents at 16, writing jokes. Bob Dylan was really young. Uh, John Lennon, Paul McCartney. Sometimes people just have it at like 20, 21, and they're superstars. I did not. And Eddie was no, one of those. I really did not. Like I, I was the. Me neither. I, I, I was I, a waiter till 24, but I was a damn good one. I was, I was the 35 <laughs> year old going into people that owned houses, going, "How do you do this?" Like I, <laughs> it's I didn't, terrifying to own a house. I, I didn't. I didn't own a house until I was like yeah. 39. Like I, I was mm -hmm. really late to the game. Like I didn't get any success until, I mean, I like worked and stuff, but mm -hmm. I wasn't, I look, I look at like, when I look back and I look at people's careers and when they popped, I go, 32? What the fuck? Yeah. How did you know how to take a meeting with adults? I take <laughs> meetings now and they're all my age. You know, yeah. like I don't ever take meetings where I'm talking to someone older than me anymore. I mean, seldomly. So like, when you popped after that whole college thing, did you, did you go in the clubs for years oh, then? Oh, no, no. I didn't no. pop. Oh, I you moved. didn't? Oh, no, no, no. No, you still you had didn't. one big night. I had one good night okay. that oh, I decided that, was, oh. that I go, I'm moving to New York. I was mm -hmm. like, I'm going to move to New York. And I'm you got start. the bug. I got, I was. Was it AIDS? It was <laughs> monkeypox. <laughs> <laughs> <So>. <laughs> monkeypox. AIDS adjacent. Oh, you, got, so. oh, you got the show this bug. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> Oh, yeah. Showbiz. Yeah, yeah. Showbiz. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Showbiz. Got it. Um, but I, I got, uh, I moved to New York and was like, I'll just make it here. I've already been in Rolling Stone. What are the odds? This kid's got it. You know, I got the magic sauce where they discovered me here that'll happen again yeah, there. Yeah. Oh, you're starting yeah. to drink the Kool Aid a little oh, bit. If I could go back and lit, if I could have a podcast where I release conversations I had in a bar in 1997 in New York about who I was going to be, where I was going, 
I mean, not even coked up. Just, mm. just, just, you coked were so, up at times, yeah. But like, but just full of just, it's, it's all heading your way. Like you have to believe the hype. You, I, Oliver Stone option the rest of my life. I was like, this is Oliver Stone unreal. And I was like, this is real. This is, and then six months in, Will Smith discovers me and, mm. and signs me to six a months in. I'm doing stand up six months. Wow. I'm working the door at the Boston Comedy Club. Will Smith mm-hmm. discovers me. Did and he ever no. lay hands on you? Oh, I thought you meant sex. Oh. No. No, no. I meant like a slap or something. I didn't know if there was a pattern did he there. Lay his wiener on you. No. Did you uh <laughs> what? We're well you just cut. said I thought I you said were... hands. My dad did oh. think he wanted to have sex with me. I was point. doing a slap joke. His dad thought that. My dad thought I will wanted to have sex with me because when we met you're a her... talentless <laughs> <home. Your> dad? <laughs> My dad said Will goes <laughs> Your dad said Will wants it. <laughs> My dad said I go to meet Will at the movie record studio or whatever, and he's doing Millennium. And he goes, you're cool, man. We should go. We should hang out. And I was like, yeah, you know, thinking, yeah, well, call me. We'll hang out one day. And he sure. goes, what are you doing tonight? And I was like, nothing. He goes, let's go to the movies. And I was like, okay. So I get in the car, call my dad, and he goes, uh, how did it go? I go, good. We're going to the movies. And my dad's like, on a date? I go, no. It's like... He goes, what do you mean you're going to the fucking movies with this guy? Like, what do you- it's like an old school Well, it is, a, it is a unusual. You're yeah. not going to talk. You're going to yeah. look at a screen, and yeah. there's going to be popcorn shared. Hands, bad first hands in the snacks. Yeah. At Planet Hollywood. He goes, at Planet Hollywood. My dad goes, they have a movie theater there? I go, I don't know. Did he take a sip of a drink with a straw and then <laughs> hand it to you? Yeah. No. no? Okay. So my dad goes, oh, buddy, I think he wants to fuck you. I was like, oh. what? <laughs> That's a first. That's jumping ahead. He goes, it's, it's very- This is your it's, daddy. He's my dad. He goes, okay. it's very common in Hollywood, these guys. <laughs> That's the thing no, they it's hear. a Hollywood thing. Oh, yeah. He's not even gay. Yeah, yeah. It's just they, yeah. They get so tired of pussy that the only thing that really excites them is the look on a boy's face when they turn them. Good God. And so I'm like, I'm like, holy shit. When is his book coming out? I go, what what am I supposed to do? And he goes, look, you're my only son. I'm just keeping an eye out for you. I go, dad, that's impossible. And he goes, what's more likely? The fact that you are so talented. Oh, boy. That in six months of doing stand-up, the biggest movie star in the world wants to do a sitcom with you. Or... That he's tired of pussy and he wants to fuck you. And I was like, what do I wear? <laughs> and he was like, something sloppy. Don't you're look good. You're like, either way, I'm, I'm going. <laughs> well, to they movies. used to make it. Uh, well, what did you wear? I wore overalls with a sweater over not top sexy, the overalls. Not, not sexy, not sexy. And, uh, yeah, I think you ruined it right there. You have a hooter clamp, which is sort of a chastity Excuse belt me? for men. What's funny it's is- It's called a hooter clamp. It's a hooter clamp. It's a chastity belt for men. I'm, I'm making this up. It was a running gag with my friends in college. I like hooter You're wearing clamp. a hooter clamp. Hooter That's clamp just sounds funny. Run with it. You got a special no, we, on it. We, I go to Planet Hollywood, and there's a six foot seven dude named Charlie Mack. And he's like, you Bert? I go, yeah. And he goes, downstairs. I'm like- I gotta fuck this guy too. You're on the way down, and then, and so then you get exhausted ahead of time. And there's ten black dudes in this room waiting for me, <laughs> and I'm doing the math. I'm like, this is fucking. I'm sure he's bringing Jazzy Jeff. That's thirteen dudes. I'm gonna fuck tonight. He shows up with Jazzy Jeff. I swear to God. Oh I swear god. to God. We sit down and we watch wow. American Pie at the, the heat room. is on. And nothing happened, right? At the end, he. Well, I told him I was a hip hop fan. At the end, he's like, "What'd you think?" I was like, "It's a good movie." And he was like, "No, about the room." I was like, "I don't know." What do you mean? He's like, "The people." I was like, "They're black dudes." And he goes, oh, you said you're a hip-hop fan. That's Cool Mo D. That's Biz Marquee. Oh. That's Big Daddy K. He brought all these hip-hop guys for me to meet. To I show know, off I to like, you and you don't know anything. That's even nicer. And I, and I just thought I was going to fuck. I was like, I could have fucked Biz Marquee. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. My dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. 
My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash wall to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash wall. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. I just texted my manager, and he's going to try to book Will on your podcast. So I would you love guys. It. By the way, that, if he, I like, I think he's. That's in, a good story. He's in comedy timeout right now. Like no one's giving right. him a break. I would love to have him on my podcast. Yeah, and I and my podcast is a lot bigger than the fucking Today Show. Yeah, and 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 well, he might do because you do know him, and he did think you were talented yeah. when when people no, that, weren't that's a nice clamoring thing. for you because didn't that lead to others? But by the way, when he was in college, they Bert? they did um. When Oliver Stone optioned that movie, yeah, and then it didn't pan out, but they did do Van Wilder, and then yeah. that was pretty much based on you, correct? Pretty much. We don't I mean, look, know. It's, we don't it's, know. It's, I, well, I don't know because I never, I wasn't in the production. It's weird. I, I had no problem talking, saying that until I made a movie. Once you make a movie, you realize just how many people go into actually making a movie. Mm-hmm. Then it feels really cheap to be like, oh yeah, they read my article, you know? Yeah. But uh, but yeah, that's the 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 rumor was that. The people that wrote the script when the option fell out with Oliver Stone, they just mm-hmm. sold it to Van Wilder or to National Lampoon, and they just changed some names changed and name. just made the movie. Which I mean, I had nothing to do with the movie. I didn't write it. I didn't yeah. star in it. Mm-hmm. I never made any money from it. I mean, I, I, you know, I've never even seen it. Right, but it, yeah. you're saying it's eerily similar. To it's your it's uh, yeah. It's my, all my friends' names are still in it. So. And is it just for a second because you mentioned it? It's interesting that like all oh, my podcast is bigger than the, the Today Show. That this idea of television it's and podcasting yeah. is sort of it, it's it's something's going on. Well, I mean, if Will Smith does an interview on the Today Show. I mean, I'm not I'm not shit on the Today Show. No, I'm no, the you could show, say morning or like, television. Basically, I'll yeah. say every late night talk show mm-hmm. and every morning talk show. If he does an interview on there, it's going to be very crafted. It's sure. going it's gonna be very sterile and 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 it will commercial maybe, breaks. Yeah, and all maybe that. it maybe yeah. it'll get I don't know, probably get big numbers for them. But if he did my podcast or if he was an episode, did an episode like you did and was a guest bear on Two Bears One Cave, mm-hmm. uh multiple, multiple, multiple million people will hear him be a little more honest and a little more clear right. with his words. I think it'll be a better look for him. And comedy fans are there. And no, he, com- he, you know, he can say whatever he wants. Say whatever he wants. Yeah. And also, we'll also help him. If he says something fucking foul, we'll edit it out for yeah. him. Because that's how podcasts God, are. I'm so glad we started this podcast. Dude, yeah. this po- your podcast <laughs> is huge. And and it's, it's, I mean, I don't know if... I mean, you guys are a little bit... And I mean this respectfully, but you guys are a little bit traditional media in that you guys are both movie stars. So that you have publicists. You have yeah. agents and managers <laughs> and some things that we kind of forego. Publicists, for me, don't really do anything. Because the first thing they I say is, one. can you get on David Spade's podcast? Can you get on right, Joe Rogan's know. podcast? Then I go, I'll well, just, I just call them. I'll just call them I don't man. need you to do that. Could you it's- tell we were a little more straight-laced when you were telling the Will Smith story and we were shitting our fucking <laughs> pants? Um <laughs> <laughs> we're just thinking. No, like, you're good about that. Well, you're good. I remember saying that's something gonna shitty trend. about we don't Britney trend, Spears, but, yeah, and yeah. you pulled it out of your show, and you and you whispered to me, "We'll pull that out." Oh, and about Britney, yeah. because you were like, you're like, I don't know, but I remember you saying, "Yeah, I don't like shitting on people because it doesn't." It, and I 
heard you say that. My whole thing was talking shit on podcasts. Yeah. And then one day I was like, I'm going to go on Rogan and I'm not going to shit on anybody. I'm going to talk positive about everyone. The next day I had like 17 DMs of like, dude, I really appreciate what you said to me. And you're like, oh, that pays off so much better. Yeah. And to Brittany be also has a fevered fan base that that might, if they turn on you, you don't need that for yeah. um, for just a flippant joke. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, but we, yeah. you know, we, uh, I like your part. I, I, I did two bears. Heather, right? I went over there. You did two and, bears But with I Tommy. thought you were on. Yeah, I know. And 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 uh, that's how Tom gets. Cast. And who was that other guy? <laughs> Tommy Segura. He's oh a, he's, yeah, he lives no, in he Austin. No, he was nice. He's a, he's a local Austin comic. No, Tom was great. <laughs> Tommy Segura. Tom it's flew Tom. in to do it. Yeah, uh, Thomas Segura. He came in to do it, which I thought was really super cool. Yeah, uh, I was bummed you weren't there, but Tom and I had a blast. Yeah, it's fun. It's a fun. It's a fun hang, and it's a we I, the the fans that listen to bo both our podcasts, your mom house broadcast and Two Bears, uh, are like. Comedy fans, yeah. So you can take you can you can take big swings at yeah. shit, and they'll forgive you if you fuck up. And you can take really dry. Mm -hmm. You can take really weird comedy moves. Like yeah. you, like you're going to Largo and doing a set. Like you're going to where you go. Well, I'm going to try stuff. If tricky. you're sharp comedians or you're sharp fans, then you like these type of jokes. But yeah. is there a little bit of a sea change even with your audience of accepting more stuff because of the period of time of you can't say that, you can't say that, you can't say that, oh, can or say even the same anything. all the they way can say through. Any, you can say almost anything. But can like, could I do uh, a, a, a Indian accent, Chinese accent? Yeah, I mean, I think, I think as <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, like, but yeah, but I don't. This need sounds to. crazy, but yeah. like, there, I think there, there, no one's. I don't think there's woke, but I think there's like, if you were doing it in a mean way, I think people right. would be like, oh, that's not. Mm. That's the weird thing is that like. I think comedy, when people go, oh, what's about cancer culture? I don't think it's changed at all. I don't think, it's like swimming in the ocean. Mm -hmm. If you focus on the sharks, you're not going to have a good time. Mm -hmm. But if you just go, hey, man, it's the ocean. There are sharks in here, but I don't think I'm going to get attacked. And if I do, fuck it. Right. That's how you kind of- If I do, I, fuck it. That's a t-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> if I do, I got to pull my legs up if I say something dicey. Yeah. But it's all right. it's all your, in, I think comedy is your intent. It's intent. You know? I you agree You ever see someone older yeah. do comedy? Like I remember a guy, I won't say his name, but he was doing hmm. Asian accents on stage and he was not doing them kindly. Where mm. you'd look at the Asian person in the room and you'd be like, that is kind of fucked up. They do, yeah, it makes it like different. an asshole. And, and yeah. So I think, and I, I think you could get away with a lot of stuff in comedy if people know your intent's right. And I think the same goes with mm -hmm. our fans. As we've said, I've said fucked up stuff. Uh, definitely, I've definitely said fucked up stuff on Two Bears. Stuff I regret, hardcore. But I think our fans also give you that that swings on it. They go, I know the guy's a good guy. Yeah. They know you. And, and you guys got in early, I think, which was smart because you just build it up. And then they're actually just very hardcore fans of your stuff. Cause when I went on two bears, then there's people that maybe haven't seen me in a while. You know what I mean? Just the cross pollination of your right. There's Fallon. There's Ellen. I used to do Letterman a lot, uh, Stern. But if you, if you hit this, those are the same audiences all the time and they're great. You they're guys great are like, me. you guys are like martinis. Right. So like, like, <laughs> I like uh, say I'm a beer. Right. Mm -hmm. So like, but I'm good. I'm good for these guys every day. But when you guys show up, everyone's like, oh, fuck, I haven't had a martini in a little bit. Oh, yeah. Oh, I shit. See. These are Thank fucking you. awesome. Yeah. And so and I think that's what's cool nice. about like, like you guys is. Look, all me and Tom's career has been made on the Internet and made with these with with like podcasting and mm -hmm. comedy and specials. You guys have things that like obviously Tom and I dream about, but like you have careers that, uh, and stories and, and things that are, that like the average comedy fans like, oh shit, like. Right, it's kind of going away. Like the normal young person, we live next to, next to some TikTokers here and uh, they make 
way more money than me. And uh, they're great. But that world of being famous between the ages of 17 and 25 and they're doing different things. Those stories are more similar in that way. But there's not that many going like who's a famous movie star, Timothy Chalamet, under 30. You know what I mean? Yeah. Who is who has those stories of being on a TV show or a sitcom and a TV and movies and uh, SNL that that is going away. And it's more like I'm famous for this, which is totally acceptable. Now you're on this, you're on this YouTube, all that. It's just a different world. So we're in a world sort of going away and it's fun to mix them, mix them up, you know, because you yeah. have great stories. You're, you're like Theo in the way that, Theo Vaughn, where there's so many crazy fucking things that I hear that you do that like Theo, anything you say goes, oh yeah, you go, I'm going to order some ribs. Oh my, in fifth grade, this girl had ribs in her forehead, 12 ribs. No, for yeah. real. And, uh, and, and she was pregnant rib and you go, these are a million things that happen to you. And you, you're sort of like that where it seems like you have an endless amount of things that actually happen to you. And that keeps it going. That's, that's hard. It's hard to be interesting. I feel like I've run out of all the interesting stuff I've ever done. <laughs> well, I, I was I was watching Me your. Too. I guess it's from two day, two days ago, and you're trying not to drink this month, and uh, yeah. and then Tom was talking about ayahuasca and stuff. So it was very compelling. I mean, it went by very fast. You so know, I, you guys have a great chemistry. This I don't know if Dana knew this story, but and I, you've probably told it, but our audience just hasn't heard probably some of it. But uh, when you um. You, I was at the comedy store that night. That whole Molly thing happened. Oh yeah, and I didn't know you well, and I don't go to the comedy store that much. And it was like, I remember because I've heard that story since. I don't know if you told the whole thing, but it was just that something happened, and I was like, oh, that's so funny. I think I was there. You walked in. I just happened to be in the green room. I think with Adam Egan or someone, and then uh, you were like, oh shit, something weird just went down. Yeah, and well, then can I don't know this story. I was, uh, I was, I, I had to fly to start my tour. Uh, mm -hmm. This is about to be 2019, I guess. Yeah. And um, and my buddy Ari Shafir, great comic, mm -hmm. was in town. And I was like, well, why don't we do a podcast? I go, it would be perfect. We'll have some sunset drinks in my backyard, have a cigar. I'm going to have dinner with my family, and then I'm going to bounce, get to the airport, and I'll be fine. He was like, great. And he, uh, <laughs> as we went into the, in my, I have a man cave built by the TV show Man Caves. Mm -hmm. So I, in my old house. And so he said, we should do a shot to celebrate for tonight. And I was like, okay. I mean, I don't need to do shots. I'm not like a huge mm -hmm. shot guy, but I was like, all right, whatever. So we did a shot of, of scotch, which is an odd thing to shoot. And it tasted off. And so then we start doing a podcast. And like an hour in, my face is just kind of warm. I'm like, I feel fucking weird. And Ari is, uh, like, obviously I love Ari, you know, and we're still friends. But he's like, do you? Do you feel weird? And I was like, yeah, I do. And he was like, maybe you're on something. And I was like, I'm not. I trust me. I'm on blood pressure medicine. I don't take anything. And he was like, Maybe you're on something. Maybe you're on Molly. Okay, I'm gonna tell you something. You can't be mad. You got to promise not to be mad. And I was like, I mean, Mind you, we're doing a podcast. Uh, and so I'm like, What? 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 Am, and he goes, I roofed you. I gave you Molly. You're on Molly right now. And I'm like, Why was I? It, wow. I didn't release the podcast because I, number one, I didn't want to become a meme because the look on my face when I realized I'm on Molly is pretty very, very real. Other than the fact that it's a tad bit dappled from the uh, from the tree, it's yeah. it's pretty wow. real and it's not mm -hmm. cool and I'm not happy. Mm -hmm. And uh, my cousin comes over, and I'm on Molly. And I called Joey Diaz. Joey Diaz, I was I just called him. And the podcast kind of falls apart. We're still recording everything, right? But I'm freaking out. Sure. I'm like, what? I'm like, dude, I'm on blood pressure. It's medicine. making me nervous to feel like 
you're on drugs and you don't know it, and then how oh, weird you no, feel, that and would then you. And I was like, I was like, I have high blood pressure and high. Cl- like, what the fuck? Did you consult my cardiologist? Like, I'm not supposed to do. What if I have a stroke? And he was like, Well, you have a stroke. I don't know what to tell you. Sounds like, like a really good friend. Good, uh, it's good the, TV. That's where it's problematic. Is that <laughs> he is a good guy, but there's a broken part to Ari where mm-hmm. he finds he also finds this very entertaining. Not maybe not now. But at the time. Right. And you guys all push it with different things you do. And one goes too far. But yeah. it's and more it, like it could be really Is funny. that an ecstasy or is it's it? It's ecstasy. Yeah, okay. And so I called Joey Diaz. Doesn't sound like the actual ecstasy <laughs> of <laughs> well, happiness. Well, Molly. You know, oddly enough, this is the panic moment. Where, sure. where yeah, it hits I me. Got like, I've gotten like that in drugs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, I don't. And I remember, you know, the feeling of going, I don't want to be on this. Yeah. But there's no getting out of this. So it's like almost like a claustrophobia. It's scary because you're stuck for hours. Yeah. I, I go four hours. It's going to last four hours. And I have to be on a plane in three and a half. Ugh, and so geez. I'm like, I call Joey Diaz, Joey Diaz. I go, I, I, God bless Joey Diaz. I said, uh, um, Ari just slipped me Molly. And, and I knew I finished my sentence. He was like, dog, I'll be there in 15. He comes over in five minutes. He, we live next to it near each other. Mm-hmm. He's in the backyard and he just calmed me down. He took Molly also, I think, and was like, dog, we're all going to be fine. If we, if we die, we die. And I was oh. like, that kind of. I, that kind of made me com- comfortable. Yeah. We don't do the podcast. We don't finish the podcast. We just leave. Yeah. He leaves. We pull my wife into the bathroom and I'm my cousin's with me. My cousin was my tour manager at the time. I was like, listen, I'm going to tell you something. <sighs> I need to not take care of you right now. I need you to not lose your shit. Mm-hmm. But um, I've got to pack for a flight. I don't want to see the girls. I've been slipped Molly by Ari and I'm blowing up right now. Like I'm mm-hmm. losing my fucking mind. And man, she fucking livid. I could see it in her eyes. <laughs> and she's trying not to, probably because she doesn't want to flip you out. Yeah. And she was like, Where is he? And I was like, Oh, no, okay. not where is he? He's where gone. Is he? <laughs> He's gone. She goes, Okay, okay. <laughs> she goes, uh, Don't worry about clothes. Grab your backpack. Uh, go to the comedy store. Go have a drink. Go to the comedy store and then go to the airport. Don't go to the airport now. And then she was like very specific about yeah. like, huh. go find a bar, go relax somewhere, yeah. have fun, whatever, let the drug re- try to wear off, and then get yourself to the airport. But don't show up at the airport on drugs. Show up to the airport as as close as, to the as close to the getting mm-hmm. getting out of your system as possible. Oof. So I got my cousin and I went straight to the- So I did to, see you. That, yeah. I was thinking, maybe I'm thinking I'm lying. went to the comedy store and I walked into the back, it was the back bar, Yeah. and you were there with Whitney Cummings. Okay. And- uh, and Adam and and they're like, hey, how you doing? And I was like, not good. And you're like, what's going on? And I was like, I just got slipped Molly. And then I literally Ari walked in and he goes, mm. it's feeling good, huh? And by the way, it was feeling amazing. <laughs> it was like I was. Oh yeah. I, it was, yeah, I was going to ask, what are you feeling? It felt, I mean, felt just euphoric, like you wanted to touch people, you wanted to be touched. You just, I felt so euphoric. You're not really mad. You're you're stuck in it now. Now you're. I now realized you're okay. I, this is the moment I realized how strong it was. Was I. As I packed my backpack, I realized I had left my iPad on my last flight. And instead of being angry, I thought, I bet that person needed an iPad. And I was like, that's a weird fucking thought. I was like, I just gifted someone an iPad. Yeah, let's go to the store. So I just kept drinking. I got on a plane. I was... I was not wearing off. It lasted way longer than I Uh, wanted to. And you had to get on this plane, obviously. I had to, yeah. yeah. 
This is yeah, and so I got on the plane. How's your uh, sense? Your auto. I mean, how are you walking? And how are you I'm walking? Fine. You're you're okay. very dialed in. Okay. You're very dialed. In. You're not stumbling. <laughs> you're, yeah. You're well, like it's supposed to be fun. Yeah. It, it's yeah. a lot of fun. I mean, Molly delivers. Like, there's a few <laughs> drugs that go. Hey, man, I promise you, I'll be what you you want me to be. Well, as you That's know, psychedelics have been, become a big part of yeah. kind of mental health and 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 of people who are toward the end of their life, and it's this reset. So we'll get to that later if yeah. it had lasting effects. But that, what happened next? I, I get on the plane. Uh, very very chatty, very talkative. Guy <laughs> Almost to, feminine uh, guy. I remember I was I was Hugging. rubbing the dude's hand next to me. Like I was like, just had my hand on his hand. And he was like, and I was like, hey, listen, I got to tell you a secret. Uh, I got slipped Molly this afternoon. <laughs> hey, total stranger. I'm going to use that <laughs> next time I'm at the yeah. airport. I got yeah. slipped to Molly. Can I get a, my Oh, the my guy seat? was a fan. The guy was a fan. He knew uh, who I was. Uh, okay. and, so I, and I told him, and I said, you're going to hear about this on a podcast. I'm sure it's we're we're doing Rogan next week. I'm sure that'll come up, but mm -hmm. just know you were sitting next to me when this happened. I'll be dry like, humping your leg like, for the shut next. Shut the fuck up! And then, uh, and then, and then, uh, <laughs> it's like that great line from Stripes. Is it mm -hmm. Stripes? And then depression sank in, <laughs> and I <laughs> the, I woke up the next day totally de depleted of dopamine, totally panic riddled. Totally like depressed. Mm -hmm. What the fuck just happened? Did, did I fuck up my career because I wasn't cool about it? Is this like, like, and Whitney Cummings called me immediately and, and I was like, what do I do with this podcast? Whitney Cummings like, you do not release this podcast. That is, you control your di your dialogue with your fans and you do not need them to mock you because you don't, you weren't like the cool guy getting slipped yeah. Molly, like, that's what's up. And so she goes, mm. you don't want to become crying Jordan. And so crying Jordan <laughs> Whitney is like is the first person I talked to. I talked to her a bunch that week. I got a few IVs. I got an IV and the Molly kicked back in. Really? Yeah. And all of a sudden I was like, really? That's Ooh. great. And I was about to go on stage. I had to do two I mean, shows and I was like, oh, what's up, St. Mm -hmm. Louis? So Molly was and just you're still a little bit flying. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so the, I, whatever was in the IV, it just booted it back and I was shaky wow. and I got on stage. I had to do two shows. And then and then Ari and I didn't and then we did Rogan, and you know uh, it's interesting because it's interesting because everyone's take like Tom and Joe's take personally was very honest and like that was really fucked up man mm -hmm. like that's like dude we love you. like this and that and then we did the podcast you know Tom and Joe are like dude how cool you know whatever clowning yeah. on you they're yeah. making fun of me because I didn't love it mm -hmm. but I think they also came out I don't know look whatever you say what you say on a podcast to get laughs yeah and so. Um, and so Ari and I didn't talk for like a whole month. We did had to do Sober October then. That was the last Sober October I did until this one because it destroyed Sober October. Like no one chatted on the chat thread. No one kept uh, in touch with mm -hmm. each other. Yeah. No one spoke. Uh, it, it really kind of drove, drove a division between all of us. And then at the end of the month, Ari was like, uh, called me. I was in uh, Connecticut and he was like, I really fucked up, didn't I? And he had called a number of times. I wouldn't answer his call. I was like, yeah, you did. I was like, you know my thing. You know, like we all have got our mantra that fucks mm -hmm. with our heads for whatever thing. Yeah. And mine is, you think I'm weak because I'm a nice guy. You think you can step all over me. Yeah. And so, guilty. Yeah. <laughs> it's never, never, yeah. But a ni nice guy is usually a nice guy until he's not a nice guy. So you don't ever want to see the that other guy. bad. Yeah. Yeah. And I told him, I said, you know, that's how I feel. You know that that's the thing mm -hmm. that fucks with me. You, I've talked to him so ad nauseum about how I feel about X person stealing a joke or or taking advantage of me yeah i go and you did the thing that makes me the thing you did it publicly and he was like oh i don't think i saw it that way and so i fucked up and my wife still my wife my daughters hate him my daughters hate him we'll yeah. never like i was texting with him one time i just 
texted me and I texted back. My daughter, Georgia, saw it. She grabbed my phone. She goes, no. It's like a bad breakup. He's like, you're not still talking to him. She goes, she goes, dad, imagine how you would feel if you saw me replying to a dude who had drugged me. And no. I went, whoa. That's yeah. a pretty mature young woman. How she, old was she? She's, I don't at the know. time. Fifth, <laughs> sixteen. Is this guy going around? Yeah, I don't know him, but is no, he no. still slipping mollies to people? Okay, yes, yes, he's, he's <laughs> he heads. travels around and goes <laughs> no, to different he's, states. He's, you know, he's, he's a good guy. He's a. It's crazy that I say that, and people like he's 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 gotten in a lot of trouble for being who he is. But who he is is this really? I mean, you know him. Yeah. He's not a bad guy. No, I, 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 I'm saying that... <laughs> it's I, always I, a bad sign when you have to say that. <laughs> You're someone trying to do a bit or do a joke. Yeah. It went too far and he probably learned like, he, holy I shit. Think I, we went to a bachelor party. We went to Mark Norman's bachelor party together. I'm still friends with him. I'm very good friends with him. And we went to the bachelor party and he pulled me aside before the bachelor party started. And he goes, I just need to know. I need you to know. I would never slip anything in your drink again. I, I need you to know that you can be comfortable around me. And I was like, I got you, buddy. <laughs> I was like, please don't slip something in my drink. Because that's part of me goes, well, that's the funniest joke. If he does it again. And he was like, yeah. he was like is it still not cool? <laughs> Bert, do you think a little bit of his rationale was like, Bert's going to have a good time on this. He's going to have a great story with this. This is going to yeah, be probably. a cool experience for him. I maybe. Think, yeah. I think you, you know, know. people see me drinking on a plane and then they go, God, this guy parties. And they don't realize that drinking on a plane is attached to something a little different. And right. so I think people think. Yeah. yeah, you're not partying. You're just trying to survive the flight yeah. and, and not have a heart attack. And, and I think people assume, people assume a lot about me not knowing me. They think I'm drunk every time I'm on yeah. stage. Mm -hmm. I've never drink on stage. I never drink on stage. I mean, I have obviously, but like if I do a show, <laughs> if I do a show, I'm sober. Probably. Well, I just look at your w Wikipedia. I look at the yeah. three specials in five years. I look at, you did a tour last year, like a stadium tour. I mean, the, the workload is so extreme yeah. that it would crowd out drinking time. I still drink pretty yeah. aggressively. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, how many like, a day? Yeah, we did, I, did, I, did, I did the, uh, I created a drive-in comedy tour uh, mm -hmm. through UTA. We, we set up a whole drive-in tour during the pandemic. Mm -hmm. And then I did a baseball stadium tour uh, called Fully Loaded. <laughs> was that with Nikki Glaser on there? Nikki Glaser, uh, Big J, Shane Gillis, Mark Norman. So you're saying like 60,000? Uh, we did. We that's did a big one. 40,000. Yeah, I think most venues were about 10,000. Mm -hmm. And so we did some arenas. We did minor league baseball stadiums. Oh, okay. And then I have my tour. And uh, and then depending on when this comes out, I have, I have a bunch of things to announce. And so I, but I'm a work I, I'm a workaholic in the sense that I just see if you're awake, you should be working. Right. You mm -hmm. know, I just always want to do stuff. I like making stuff. Yeah. Well, let me ask you a question because I like specifics. So, because we always talk about heavy drinking, whatever. Yeah. So say it's beyond. <laughs> I love specifics. You're like a normal day. You're functional. You're doing your thing, but it's kind of a day off. Or maybe you're going to do a open mic, the workout material. Uh, just take me through that day uh, of your consumption, where uh, where you're still Bert. You're functional, yeah. but you, what what can you put? Well, how much can you do and still be functional in a day? So there's you space amount. There's so. two different Berts. If there's Bert on the road, right? I never drink. Like if so, if, today if we. If I came here and you were like, and you had drinks lined up, and I was it wasn't sober October, I would buy it. I would a hundred percent drink with you in okay. a second. Damn, and I would drink for. We got to have you back on. I drink hard, <laughs> and I would have fun, and, and I'd go. I'd be like, I'd hope we do like three hours. I'd be like mm -hmm. into it, mm -hmm. and then I'd go and do my day, okay. and I. But I wouldn't have driven here. I'd right. take an Uber here. I'm pretty responsible about yeah. that. Yeah, but usually. If I'm in LA, I don't. I won't drink. Usually with the family and everything. Yeah, I won't so drink at all yeah. until like if I'm not doing sets, I'll, I'll open a bottle of wine around like Noon. sunset with my okay. wife, uh, <laughs> or 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 like if I'm at the store, I won't drink until 
I won't drink until my OR set. Like I'll do. So you're very controlled. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. I would think if someone said you were drunk on stage, I would guess that's possible because the the thing about growing up and and when you got famous from uh, all these stories and these shows you did, and it was like a, sort of a jackass show you did, uh, Hurt Bert, Hurt Bert, and that it's like those guys where you obviously are, are bringing stand up to it and you've spun it into a whole a uh, whole thing, but in a very successful career. But just that past people, when I see it around other people that party, they want to party with you or they want to buy you drinks or they want to, and it gets to be kind of a hassle on stage. They'll be sent drinks. I've gotten sent drinks on stage or yeah. when I'm out or when I'm dinner. And that gets to be hard because that, if it turns into your rap, you're like, well, it's not my one move. It's like, there's, <laughs> there's more going on here. It's, it's definitely the, I definitely, when I was doing clubs when I was younger, I had no problem drinking on stage. If they sent shots, I'd do them. Yeah. But I also can handle my booze well enough that I never got fucked up on stage. I just mm -hmm. do a shot, have a beer with me, and be like, "Yeah, that's fine." Mm. Um, and I and I, but when I started, when I really started focusing focusing on specials, like on when I did the machine, mm -hmm. that's when I yeah. realized oh, it's not it's not just uh, I have an hour. Yeah. It's it's like I have an hour that I'm going to craft into a good hour yep. that has peaks and valleys and, and arcs and, and there's saplings I plant at the beginning that I can yep. harvest later. And like, it's, it's a real art form. And I wasn't until I did the machine that I was like, Oh, I, yeah, you, there's, I can't drink on stage. I'm working on something. And so, and then from that point on, and then I started doing theaters and once you do theaters, it's then a whole you, different ball oh, game. It's, it's like, yeah. And it's yeah. scary. I'm on the theater tour now. And I, uh, uh, Dana obviously is a very well-known comedian does these big gigs and, when I, when I do these theaters, he's, he's selling out in the last he's, year because I just always do clubs and I would do a movie and then I go, Oh, can you, is the Irvine Improv? Can they give me a couple days early in the week yeah. without a lot of notice? And you go do it and it's fun. And you could have a drink or you could goof around on stage and get fucked up and you're still, it's like a fun party atmosphere. Yeah. It's three or 400 people. But when you do bigger theaters, it's, it's like work, it's like a job. And you really, people don't know, it's so hard to focus and get an, a, a tight hour that is kind of, uh, airtight because you have a pause, you get you drift off, people yell, or they're paying a lot more, they're very attentive, it's a bigger deal, and then yeah. you, you owe them more. Of course, you want to be good. It doesn't mean you're always going to kill, but you're at least you got to go in if you have any work ethic going. I yeah, have and to the try. club is all drinking. They're all they all have drinks. The club, too. the club is about selling booze. Yeah. yeah, I mean, ultimately, I remember Tell told me when I was very young, uh, he goes, you can't promise that we were talking about a, a certain club. He goes, you can't promise that guy's going to, first of all, he's not going to watch your set. Second of all, his, his sense of humor is horrible. Hmm. And he goes, how many drinks did you sell? And I was like, I don't know. And he goes, well, I can promise you he checked at the end of the week. Oh, yeah. And I mean, I they'll, like, they'll really? book you back because they go, he sells drinks. I, so that's why. That's how I got oh, yeah. That's yeah. how I started touring. What I would do is I would, I would bring beers on stage. I'd drink one, maybe two. Uh, do some shots if I needed to, but after the show, I tell everyone on my late show, stick around. I'm going to be at the bar drinking. Don't leave. Let's hang out. And I, oh, I remember smart. Tony Baldino was like, hey, man, you just made me $13,000. I was yeah. like, what? He was like, I'll bring you back definitely if you keep doing this. So I would set up <laughs> bar games. I would set up bar games yeah, that's a good and trip. be like, we're going to gamble after this. Everyone out there, it's a $20 buy-in, $5 rebuys. We're going to see if we can throw a ball from across the bar into a hoop. First one gets the pot. And so dudes would be like, fuck, we'll stay. And then I and they order a drink just while they're waiting and watching. Yeah. And mm -hmm. like, and so we'd Instead do that. of going somewhere else to go have another drink, they go, let's just stay here and watch what's going on. Yeah. yeah. And so I used to do that a lot. And then I started doing these call and stick to work shows where I'd, I, I'd, I'd tell them, I love it. I'd tell the club. Cause I was like, 
I was like, hey, open up at 10 a.m. Uh, it's like it's St. Patty's Day. Open up mm -hmm. at 10 a.m. I'll go do radio. And as soon as radio is over, I'm coming over to the club. We'll tell everyone to call in sick to work. And we'll just do a show at mm -hmm. like 1130. And those would sell out in minutes. I mean, you'd I'd call in ahead of time and be like, to Tampa or, or Philly, and do you be tell like, the radio station is that how you do it? You I call say it on the there's air. all my friends like Preston and Steve in Philly, or or Elliot in the morning, okay. or Cowhead. I'd be like, yo, I'm, uh, I'd call in um two weeks ahead of time and be like, uh, Monday on the 16th, I'm doing a call and sick to work show, and immediately that would sell out, and oh, that's and great. and then and then I would hold true and do radio. I drink on radio. Yeah. And like party on radio, and then mm -hmm. me and the radio station, we'd give it, we'd hold like twenty tickets for a boss who wanted to just. It was really fun. Boss would be like, "Hey, I'm shutting down shop. You got tickets for me?" And uh, we'd be like, "Yeah." Yep. So they'd all come in. It was fucking awesome. You could only make five grand. That's the that was the nut. Huh. And so it was, wasn't God, like it just seems like you have a really good business. Acumen. That's good I though. Mean, you you <laughs> just no. That's kind of brilliant. The the fuck off day. Oh, is I, 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 I like try I. I I was such a mediocre talent for the majority of my <laughs> career that I didn't mind taking chances because mm -hmm. I didn't. I was already failing anyway, so like I didn't mind. So you know when we did the drive-in movie theaters, I like got, I got awards for that. But it was like my special came out March seventeenth. Stay at home order started on the thirteenth. I was like, uh, I was like, well, it was not that bad for business for me, uh, like because everyone was home. <laughs> To watch my I special, it. so the yeah. special blew up, and I was yeah. like, "I'm, I'm going to support this." No, special. but the hard part is they all like it. I had Wrong Missy come out during, and then you go, "I, I haven't even loved it." I couldn't even celebrate when we were number one in the world. I go, "I'm celebrating at my house eating Cheez Its because I can't leave. I can't go anywhere." Yet. Yeah. So I, but, I, but hold on, but didn't hold on because I had the same feeling. Yeah. Because Wrong Missy came out right, I think after my special. Yeah. Mm. It was May, and I remember my special came out, and I remember seeing. My my, the, there's like that heart button on Instagram, yeah. and it's like all the people that mentioned you in the story, and it was just one line. Oh, you couldn't yeah. even see the marks, and I was like, "Holy shit!" Yeah, and I was like, oh, "It's blowing up." So I called my agent. And I was like, "Hey man, I got a tour," and he's like, "There's no touring," and I was like, "What about drive-in movie theaters?" He goes, "It's not a thing." I said, "No, there are out there. I've googled yeah. them. They're out oh, there." Oh, that's what you did because you had to capitalize on that. I said, "I got a tour. I got people that are watching my special. I've got to lock these fans in." To mm -hmm. let them know I'm a good comic and that they mm -hmm. gotta come see me live, so we found an EDM promoter, Hotbox, and we brought them in, and they said we've done shows, we've done like EDM shows during the pandemic. We do, could do, do comedy do, 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 do. and just put you yeah. on a stage in front of the big screen. Mm -hmm. They come out in their cars, and it was like it was fucking epic. I mean, they'd come out four hours early and be grilling out, tailgating. Oh yeah, it was the coolest thing, probably the coolest thing I've ever done. In my career, like at, at that time, because it was like during the pandemic, but um, but I remember watching Wrong Missy during the pandemic. Fucking, it's like when you get good entertainment during the pandemic. Yeah, that's God. like a just treat. a funny, funny oh, it's movie. A treat, really yeah, just funny. a hard art. Laura Lapkus, I still, I'm a fan of her. I follow her on Instagram. Oh, she's I've never, that. never talked to her, never met her, but I still, she fucking. She's killed me oh, yeah. in that fucking movie and it just seemingly out of nowhere. People knew me, and I was sort of the straight man again. And, yeah. and when I read it. Actually, Sandler said to me, he goes, I think you'll like this one. And I go, I like that Ben Stiller part, like Jason Bateman, where you're just, the shit's going on around you yeah. and you get to react. And Lauren Lafkus, we, it, it's like the girl has to be good. And so it winds up being she Lauren. Great. And she she's was no one around here. Awesome. But when she goes in there and just hits you from out of the blue and everything she's saying, and she's so dirty and hilarious and clever. And, and, and we were about halfway done filming. And I'm like, you know, you're filming out a sequence, but I go, I think it's pretty funny. 
maybe I'm crazy, but we still have this scene, the threesome scene, and the cliff. I go, I think this could be good. And you have no idea, obviously. And then uh, when it comes on and it starts doing well, that was the, the hugest. It was the and it was too huge. We were stuck. Oh, I loved it. That's when you'd want it. I mean, you got to realize. Like, well, that's why it's doing so well. Yeah. And then, that's why it did so well because but it was you can't word of mouth. Go shoot another movie because you can't. You're not allowed to shoot a movie. Well, I had a I had a TV series of the cabin that came out. Yeah, during the that. pandemic, mm-hmm. and comics, it was the right? highest rated uh, non scripted series on Netflix. Cabin for, related show. And yeah, cabin related show. <laughs> it sounds and, fun. It was you was going. Like, yeah, yeah to and a everyone cabin. Netflix called. They're like, congratulations <laughs> on having a hit. Uh, I remember someone's like, we should just celebrate our success right now. And I was like, yeah. And then they didn't, you know, like, they're like, well, we, yeah, we'd love to do more, but we're in pandemic. Can't do anything. Can't do anything. And for Then it years, loses some heat. Is it going to come like, back no, then? No, I'd love for it to. I would, at the time that we did it, I was so nobody that I couldn't get anyone famous on the show. So it was just comics. It was just all my friends, Whitney, mm-hmm. Bobby, like uh, Donnell, uh, uh, Tommy, Joey. I just mm-hmm. got comics on and, and, it was like it was obviously it's pod guys who are good at podcasting. Mm-hmm. So we didn't have any script. We just improved everything. And they're, and they're funny. So they yeah. used, there's something funny's going to happen. I, well, I think we had we had a we had a soft commit from you, uh, Sandler, <laughs> and Norm. Because oh, Adam Eagle was working on it with yeah. us, and he was like, he was like, he was like, I, I can I All might right, be able I'm to get. Talk and to I these think guys. yeah, and he was like, what would you do with them? And I was like, oh, you're being fucking serious. I was like. Well, the problem is I would have just sat with you guys and be like, can you guys talk, talk, walk me through all my, all my favorite scenes? <laughs> <laughs> like it, so it would have been nothing. But By the way, Spade, go fight that bear. <laughs> we got two cameras on you. I remember doing parking lot shows. I did probably five parking, parking lot, lot shows. shows. Hey, where are my Land Cruisers at? Just yeah, I was good. I'm like, this Geo Prism knows what I'm talking about. Meep, meep. <laughs> Remember at the Magic Castle, they were making noise? Did you ever do that one? No, I never did those. They they, they had like fans <laughs> that made noise and they go out the windows because they couldn't, oh. they weren't allowed to get out of their cars there. So instead of flicking their lights, they did for a while, then it was just, but there was a little noise. So you go, that one killed. Yeah. Because you could get some sense, but. I let them, we, they, we only did uh, states where they could get out of their cars, like red states. Oh, that's fun, yeah. So we did the middle of the country. So they, they would, I mean, they get out of their cars. They set up couches. Yeah, it's like a football it game. It was like a football game. We did one. We did like 3,000 cars in Philly, and uh, <laughs> and they weren't allowed out of their cars, and it was yeah tough. I did states where they weren't allowed to laugh, <laughs> they, and it really sort of defeated. Oh, shit. I did Mississippi. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I have one. I have another question. I know it's getting late, but no, I'm I fine. have a question. You're used to doing 12-hour podcasts. Yeah, I could I can talk to you guys when you forever. Do, I'm enjoying this. You do this- uh, because Dana did a special on Netflix and uh, mine was out about not that long 2016. ago. 2016. I was, I was, I was mm-hmm. curious about your choice of shoes. Asics. Fuck off. In my Asics. special? Yeah. Oh, because uh, I got wore a, Asics. I got a bad neck, so I really am in whittled down into what, it's not what kind of shoes, it's what type of Skechers I'll be wearing. Well, no, no, can I tell you, it made you me. You like Asics? Uh, well, no, I love Asics. Okay. That's all I run in. But it was so interesting because I'm so hyper aware, despite the fact that I no, wear nothing on stage, yeah. I'm so hyper aware about jeans and shoes mm-hmm. that i that i always look at what people what shoes people wear yeah because i got a bad neck mm. and they they're kind of comfy for me and uh 
and I try to look decent. But you it, look great. It they're, is, good, they're good Asics. Asics are sharp shoes. It's two two hours, you know. So I, and I'm doing probably an hour fifteen each show. And we're yeah. gonna trim it to about an hour. So I know it's a long night. I don't want to feel shitty. It's a great I, special. It's my best. You, you want to feel your best. Uh, but my problem was, which I was gonna ask you first, is when you do yours, it comes out March. You said. Uh, and there's no, a pandemic, it, and you it, went, and when yeah, you went back yeah, out yeah. for your tour, yeah. you're just talking about. Yeah. Do you change your hour? Is it half the same, or or, or is it all new? Or how, what is your theory on that? So I give myself. I, I I should say I write really quick in that all my any one of my bits are like nine minutes long. Yeah, so that's kind of good. If I have a bit, mm -hmm. I can have two new bits and have half a new hour. Um, so what I do is, so I'm filming my special November 16th and 17th, yeah. or 17th and 18th in Omaha. I will then. I'm not the kind of guy that goes like Tom or. Joe, they go, I'm taking them, I'm taking two months off. I'm done. I'm oh, not yeah. that guy. I go, get me on the road the next fucking week because I can use this hour that I currently have to fuck around and come up with my new hour. Yeah. Because no one's seen, I can still do some markets that no yet. one's seen it. Yeah. So I can go, so I, I booked out. Until the day it airs, you're like, I got a time The day it airs, milk it's it dead. Out. It's dead. That's a hard part because I keep some, but I whittled out, I probably the next day took out half 30 minutes yeah but it was too hard because it came out two months later it wasn't like yeah we're gonna sit on it for a while i go it, it's got to come out sooner some of the jokes they get stale you know you just want them out comedy doesn't sit well on the shelf so i'm whittling it's almost all gone now there's a couple but no one said anything there's it's kind of an unwritten rule and some people it bothers and some people it doesn't like some people want when i see sebastian i'm like with my friends going well i hope he does an uber joke yeah hope he does thing about the wedding and uh or the homeless, whatever. And then if they don't, you're kind of disappointed too. Well, I saw Sebastian at the mm -hmm. forum. He was kind enough to give me and my, like all my friends tickets. Yeah, he's a nice and, dude. Uh, and it's crazy because I personally want to see what he's working on, but I'm there with my friends and, I, and my wife, and I don't want my wife to not respect how great Sebastian is. Yeah. So part of me is like, I hope he does the uh, fucking coffee bit or yeah. the company bit. <laughs> yeah. And he does. And Sebastian's really smart about it. But I think when you're... I, look, I I don't know that there's no answer because I I was told I was told to retire the machine story, mm -hmm. and I've been now been telling that on stage, uh, like seven years since it went viral, yeah. and and so yeah. and, and and when I say when I start it, the pop is so big that there's not there's not anyone really in comedy that if as a comic that would sit off stage and not, and not go. Yeah, they're tired of hearing it. I mean, it's when I say I was 22 years old, I got involved with the Russian Mafia. The, mm -hmm. I, I did it in Pittsburgh the other day. In Pittsburgh, I did uh, PPG Paints Arena. Mm -hmm. 12,000 people. 12,000 people. Yeah, and, wow. I, and I started the machine story, and they gave me a standing ovation. And so right. I'm like, well, I don't think I'm ready to retire. Well, it's yet. like a hit song. It's like, yeah. don't stop believing by journey. I do the ones that I really like that I think have some staying power and some I hate to give up because you know how hard it is. It's so yeah. valuable to have a bit that works. Like the murder. And if you get one tight and you've done it and you've yeah. got all the, and you got to take it out, but I you just, can't really. I just say to the audience, if I miss anything, what do you want? You know, well, and they start on. yelling yeah, out that's, stuff. Well, that's kind of, that's you know? also, I would love to be in that. I think I would love to do a tour. I was thinking about doing a tour where I put uh, all my, like put my cities on sale and then put all my old bits for like 30 minutes worth of old bits. Oh, and and then go, because Wilco did that. Like audience vote? Yeah, and yeah. go, and go mm -hmm. pick what songs you want to hear. Yeah. Wilco did that, and it was fucking cool as shit, because I'm like, oh, I wouldn't mind. I, now that I know the set list for Minneapolis, I'll fly to Minneapolis to hear that set. 
And yeah. so I, because I, I have like I have this flying dildo story that I have. <laughs> Me too. I have fighting a bear. <laughs> I have like all these huge stories that I that were just a staple of my act. I, I and and then I have other ones like uh, of my daughters that people go tell the period party story, and I don't because I'm working on the new hour. Mm. I would love. I don't. I have no problem playing to the audience if they would love to hear stories if i go do an arena tour like i'm doing an arena tour this 2023 but it's going to be all new material because that's i have to get ready for another fucking special yeah it's hard is this your first time just pure arenas i do i'm doing half arenas half Mm -hmm. theaters right now you're at peak burt right you're as hot as you've ever been or selling more tim dylan right now tim dylan i was let me tell you something i woke up and told him uh i was telling him i was i wake up sometimes with anxiety he goes why why? It doesn't get better than right now for you. No one told you you have to stop drinking yet. You get to party. Your kids are still young. You're making more money than you've ever made. It in a in a couple years, it's gonna get really bad. But right now, it's peak Bert. And oh, he so, said yeah. peak Bert. And so okay. I was like, I was like, uh, it's the, I was like, yeah. What the fuck am I stressed about? So uh, Europe, Australia. And then just arenas. This will come out right after that tour. Is your Perfect. where's your podcast? Uh, how in foreign countries? Where is it really? Land? Oh yeah, do Canada, you know foreign? Do you Canada, have, you, have you foreign go to Australia and they'll go, you'll sell out twelve thousand there too. Yeah. Oh for real? All from Australia's. the podcast. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, I mean, I, oh, I, I sold can't on tickets in Australia. It. He's the funniest guy I've ever seen. Oh, oh, he's, oh this bloke right here. Give him a point. It's like a king's punch when he gets on stage. The king's punch tour. So Australia. Uh, Canada was the first place I was like, "What's that about?" I was like, "What the fuck, man? What's happening?" Like, I'm huge in Canada. Like, I'd go to Edmonton and sell out like nine shows, ten shows, and and then sell two bags of merch. And I was like, "What the fuck?" Canada was really big in podcasting. So was Ohio. Uh, These were the this is Canada where, and Ohio. Yeah. Those were the those were the places you yeah. could sell tickets in Ohio, Canada, Portland. All yeah. of a sudden, these places started popping up, and then and then. Someone was like, my agent was like, do you want to do Australia? I was like, I'd love to. Put tickets on a sale in Australia, sold out immediately. And I was like, what? Did Australia. And they were like, I didn't change one bit of my act yeah. at all. And then and they were like, you get done. They're like, tell Joey Diaz to come down here. Tell Tommy to come oh, down here. Really? And you're like, oh, they're podcast fans. Then I remember going to hmm. to England and and with my family. And I did one small show in like a in like a like a comedy club 150 seater put it on sale and sold out in like five minutes and i went that's fucking bizarre Mm -hmm. and then i did a european tour and that sold out so like europe is really big like the the oslo uh sweden Mm -hmm. switzerland like all that the up scandinavia is huge germany is huge portugal greece um all of England, Ireland's the fucking shit. I can do Ireland. I can do parts is, of Bulgaria. It's not half bad, man. Uh, Ireland, Ireland is really? the best stand-up comedy town wow. ever. Dublin, fucking yeah. ever. Yeah. They yeah. are Dana's Irish. In it, and they I have are Irish relatives. They yeah. are. That is like I did. So, I did. I they forget. appreciate it so much. They Plus, get you it. come they over there, it. and if yeah. they like you, but the podcasting is good to listen to because. They might not get something. They might not hear, but it's probably pretty easy to dial into a podcast. Oh, yeah. Well, I think and by the time they hear your podcast, they know you. By the time they see you in Dublin, they know every they're, fucking they're, aspect they're of you. They you know, know everything. I mean, they know my, you know, my daughter went to college and like kids knock on her door. And by the way, if you're a kid listening to this, please don't. But they knock on the door every yeah. night and they're like, hey, I want to party with you. 
My daughter's like, what the fuck? I'm not a blubbering <laughs> idiot. That's yeah. my dad. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, but it's, you, you feel like intimately, like my wife gets recognized like crazy because I talk about her so much in my stand up and on my mm-hmm. podcast and she has a podcast and my, like my, it's, it really is, uh, podcasting is so intimate. Yeah. And I, and I, yeah. I, I say this because I was you a say podcast so many things fan. about yourself. Uh, yeah. And I, but I was a fan of podcasting first. So like, I remember hearing podcasting going like, holy shit this is like it was magic mm-hmm. it was magic it's like listening to two people talk in another room yeah. like yeah. two people you like and you're going i'm just sort of standing there's no in the room. pre-interview there's no plan there's no obviously yeah. there's, like, and people fuck up and they say weird things and all of a sudden you i remember hearing, yeah i remember hearing people fuck up. i remember it's hearing so zach galifianakis made me laugh i was i i'm oh, a big yeah. so i'm always in hotels or in a tour bus bunk i listen to podcasts when i sleep mm-hmm. so i'll throw on a podcast and then i feel like my friends are in the next room and then i go I, I just, I, it makes me feel like not alone. I don't know, whatever. Mm-hmm. So I remember listening to Zach Galifianakis on Nerdist. This is, I don't know how many years ago this was. Nerdist. And he said, uh, they said, do you, he's like, do you do drugs still? And he goes, yeah, I just did mushrooms and went to the Getty with my cousin. And he goes, you know how, uh, you know how like you'll misread things? And he goes, it said, uh, please don't touch the statues. But I thought it said, please touch the statues and he was like and i was like oh yeah that like he's like oh mushrooms he's like yeah these are statues. it'd be good to stroke them and so he's like oh we're all stroking i remember waking up laughing hysterically going yeah it's just zach's mm-hmm. delivery the way he says yeah, things. yeah. Great. but um but yeah i'm a huge podcast fan so i kind of like like i i get excited like when you guys started your podcast i got really excited because i was like oh fuck yeah these are this is what i'm looking for something else to like I listen to health podcasts, history podcasts, yeah. comedy podcasts. Mm-hmm. I love Tim Dillon is the best podcast yeah, person great. on the planet right he's now. Brilliant. Without a yeah. doubt, he is yeah. so money. I agree. He's got so much. He's just got something. Great voice, mm-hmm. funny attitude. Just best takes on a lot of things. Way. Yeah, he's yeah. Great. He gets to the essence, and then he just grinds it. You know, and brilliant at oh, just riffing. My yeah. favorite. My favorite out of all. Like, and this is what was really cool with when podcasting started. Like, my favorite thing in the world. Is to like tell you a great Norm McDonald story that maybe you weren't there for, mm-hmm. but because you know him, it's even that better for that richer for you. It's fun. Yeah. Like it's like I remember Norman and, and Joe uh, hanging out and and just watch and watching this interact. It's one of the funniest things ever. I, I would never say it on air because I don't I don't know how it'd be perceived. Mm-hmm. And Norm's past, and mm-hmm. but like but like uh, like the but the gossip of stand up. The inside stories mm-hmm. of stand-up. And that's what podcasting was when we started, was like just gossip. And it was so fucking good. I mean, you would you would get mm-hmm. you would get the ju- like, did I ever tell you the story about the dot dot dot? And mm. I remember being on the edge of my seat listening to podcasts going, oh, no. Like people would go on Rogan and just no no one thought we were listening. Mm-hmm. Like they would just talk. Right. That was the interesting because yeah. you get in there. When I used to do Stern, it was sort of like that where you're in a room like this and he's and you're also trying to impress him a little bit and he's yeah. digging and he's pushes in there and then you walk out of there and my phone starts buzzing going, what the fuck did you just say? <laughs> and I'm like, what? And then people are like, hey, did you you didn't tell that story about me, did you? I go, I don't know. And then, <laughs> but you do it and it has tentacles. It gets to people and they go, oh, you got to hear when he goes on here or when he goes. Stern was like my sort of podcast because I got to go on there once a year and oh, then sweet. tell stuff and then, podcasting got bigger but i thought you joe theo like there's a lot of guys got into it early and it just it really paid off well it's, it's the 
I mean, I don't know. I always liked like I I loved Stern. I loved Stern. I know I loved Opie and Anthony also. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I loved, but I loved when someone would walk in the room and you didn't know who it was, and you'd be like, "Oh, well, look, you just walked in," and you, I'd be sitting in my car like, "What?" Like the that greatest, is fun. Yeah, those. But I loved that, and so I I like like with the beginning of this podcast, it just starts with us sitting down and talking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love that shit. On a podcast, I'm mm-hmm. like Joe used to have a phone in his in his place that would ring out of nowhere, mm-hmm. and 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 he'd be doing a podcast when he did it out of his house, and his phone would ring, and he go, I don't even fucking know that number's dead. I don't know who it is anyway. I used to get a kick out of that. And I remember right. going to his house. I was like, Yeah, what is that phone number? Because I, I was like, I'll yeah. start calling when I know he's doing podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like it was just I don't know. Those were the it was fun, but then at the same time, you know, look, there's. You know, you look at like people, they comb through all the shit they've ever said on a podcast. And I look at it and I go, I've been, I did a podcast with Joe one time. There's like five and a half hours. And I got home and they had to take it down. And I was like, Oh, wow. I was like, What did I say? And he's like, Don't worry. It's taken out. We're good. And I was like, Wow. <laughs> <laughs> and then you start, you're laying in bed. I was like, Did I say mm-hmm. that COVID was created by the government? Like, like, and you're like, yeah, right. You just talk shit. Five not and a realizing. Because you're like you know. at dinner, you're just laughing. Yeah. Talking it's shit. the funnest. Trying like, to crack each other up. And then, but then you get like, uh, like, do you remember my interview with, uh, the, that I did with Sandler? I saw some of it. It was yeah. so during the pandemic, right? Fucking bad. Yes. No. And but you got a tape measure with your wife. But that's, yeah. yes. Yeah. That's I don't the, remember this. That's the, that's Why the was it thing. bad? I mean, okay. Cause... So this is the thing that I think is, <laughs> The thing about podcasting, right? right? So like, so they're doing comedy gives back, and they're like, "Hey, oh yeah, yeah." And yeah. can you do interviews? We're gonna do interviews, yeah. and it's like th- maybe three days of, of whatever these things zooms. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Whitney hits me up. She's like, "Hey, I, I've got to interview Sandler, and I know you're a fan of his. Did you want to be here for that interview?" And I was like, "Fuck yes!" Now everyone's supposed to be socially distant. Mm-hmm. All these mm-hmm. there's so many rules. Everyone's being yeah, stickers yeah. about it. So she's like, "I'll have a tape measure. We'll stay six feet apart, and it'll be fun." And I fucked that interview up so bad. Like, I didn't realize I fucked it up, which is what made it beautiful to other comics. Yeah. Because I got out of the interview. I got in my car. Thinking you scored. I hit a home run. <laughs> First person that called was Mike Gibbons. And he goes, fucking Sandler, dude. Epic. And I was like, thank you. And he goes, dude, I am crying. We we're sitting around crying, laughing, watching it. And I go, well, I didn't think it was that funny. I thought it was just informative. And he goes, funny. You asked the guy if he had Netflix. And I was like, yeah, he didn't answer. Do you think he does? He goes, Bert, he's got a $230 million deal at Netflix. He definitely has fucking Netflix. He goes, you didn't even let him talk. And then my phone rings on the other side, and it's Big J Okerson. And he goes, I go, hang on, Mike. And, I, and Big J is like, dude, fucking Sandler. That was out of, this is, just so you know, we're about to trash you for the next 20 minutes on this, on this Zoom. And I was like, wait, was it bad? He goes, you called his movie Precious Gems. I go, is that not the name of it? And he goes, you said his other movie was Happy Madison. And I go, is it not Is it not Happy Madison? He goes, it's the name of his production company. They're like, dude, you didn't let the guy speak. You have the biggest movie star in comedy on TV. And you told him stories about times you almost met him. <laughs> and so, but like, if you can have a sense of humor about yourself, yeah. that's what podcasting is. Yeah. Like if I did it on Today Show, people would be like, that's... he'd be like, he ruined a great interview. Listen, first yeah. of all, Sandler wouldn't care. And and second of all- Well, you texted. So I was terrified. Oh, is that what happened? You, yeah, okay. you voice texted me and you're like, <laughs> the Sandler interview, huh? <laughs> and you're like, don't worry. I think you said something to the effect of, don't worry. He's, he watched your special. He liked oh, it. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. Right. And then- uh, and because try to be hit, the middleman because yeah. I didn't want you to freak out like oh, something wrong happened. Then Norm hit me up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Hey, and Sandler, it was, that was, was good about, what you yeah, did with Chicago Adam Chicago Blackhawks yeah. game and what's the under? <laughs> no. Norm would always say, you know, he'd always say the opposite. Yeah, it was a real good interview, right? I <laughs> liked it, you know? He goes, that was funny because it wasn't. Funny. Yeah. Yeah. I liked it because it was bad. <laughs> hey, hey uh, you're like, uh, you're like... Uh, when Farley interviewed Tom Paul McCartney. <laughs> <laughs> well, you had a lot of energy and you were coming yeah. right up into the frame and Adam oh. was sort of on his heels. Like now he was I very relaxed it. at a desk or so something. Bad. So he was just sort of relaxed. And, and so it was a funny mismatch because you were just so excited and you, you came forward into the, so your f head was gigantic oh. and Adam was, yeah. He what was just back on his heels the whole time. Whatever happened with COVID. Um, anyway, uh, <laughs> uh, let's let Bert go are, because he's fucking great. I could talk to this guy all day. I could talk. Well, you, I got to have you guys, I gotta have you guys on my done. podcast, but more importantly, I want to have you guys on my cooking show too. You have a cooking show? I do a cooking show called Something's Burning. And uh, I just- it, Oh, I that's do it, right. Yeah, yeah, I saw your website. I do yeah. it. Um, do you have three I, podcasts or am I crazy? I have. I yeah. technically have three. Two I, bears. I well, four technically. I do two bears, Bert Cass, open tabs, which I'd, I'd love to bring. I'd love to do with guests. So what I do is I leave all my tabs on Safari browser open throughout the weekend. Okay. As I Google stuff and just whatever I Google, mm -hmm. like okay. King Leopold. And then whatever I learn from it, I go through the tabs on the podcast and close them. That's a separate one. That's a separate okay. one. And then I have got Something's Burning. We have someone with Bill is, Burr now. Uh, no, we don't have that anymore. Okay. Yeah, and so- Something's Burning is something's a cooking burning show. Something's Burning is my cooking show. And so I bring two people. We do it right now. We do it out of my my current house, but we just bought a house to build a kitchen to do it you out of- You rich because, motherfucker. Oh, shut up. The, I, I had your money. I'd throw oh, mine away. Do, do, wait, do you use Zillow Houses when you go to them? Do I do what? Zillow Houses? Yeah. <laughs> wait, I, I Zillow when I don't need a house. I just Zillow. It's fun. I just I look Zillow, around. I Zillow everything. But no, I uh, we bought a house down the street because my kitchen isn't perfect. So we just got a house mm -hmm. that had a kitchen we could tear down and build a new kitchen and put my podcast studio in, put my wife's podcast studio in yeah, and do production Jesus. offices out of so that we could just – because it's like the cooking show took off. I took put Bobby Lee and Mark Norman in on it. got like 1.7 million views in like two weeks. And then Jim Jeffries, I put him on. Um, and I didn't put him on. He was a guest on my show. Uh, <laughs> no one likes lesbians. Yeah. Is that that guy? <laughs> no, he was telling me about mutton. <laughs> no one likes mutton. <laughs> Mutton's the old grown-up. You want the lamb. You want the lamb shank the babies. It's like women. The uh, Jim Jeffries, he's with Alex. He's Australian. He's with our guys. Yeah. Uh, he's funny as shit. Yeah, uh, Bobby funny. Lee always Sterical. cracks me up. We, this week we have Steve-O and Andy Letterman. Then we have, we have the, the banger. The banger, and this will be the one that legit. Like, I don't okay. think you'll ever like. I don't, you know, unless you're interviewing. Sometimes you don't seek out their their podcast. There is, without a doubt, you guys will watch Tim Dillon and Whitney Cummings. It will be oh, the biggest thing. Him I've making ever put. fun of Whitney is pretty good too. While they're doing it, it is. did you already do it? I already did it. Okay, when and is it I almost passed out laughing twice. <laughs> he is Tim Dillon cooking is so fucking funny. Is he, he berating is, Whitney? <laughs> I remember, I mean, just like a highlight. I remember at one point, and this isn't even remotely the funniest thing he said. Right. She said, I have a lot of guy, good ideas. And Tim goes, one. She goes, what? And he goes, one, you've had one good idea that you shared in a room with other men who helped execute it. One good idea. <laughs> it was, so he, they have yeah. that oh, kind of relationship. She goes, Tim, if you were making me dinner, what would you be making me today? And he goes, I don't know. Percocet pudding? 
Because <laughs> it's got Percocets in it, Whitney. He's the fucking greatest. Yeah, he's, he's the great. fuck. And that, that awesome. episode will yeah. be very big because yeah. Tim is just, I, I, look, I, I have no money invested in the guy. He oh, really Tim. is the best. Yeah. Neither do I. He's I, the but, best. But he does. hysterical. Not everyone cracks money. me up. He cracks me up. Omaha of all places quickly. Why Omaha is just good middle America. I'm, I'm very neurotic. So like when I knew what shoes you wear yeah. on your special, yeah. I, have, I have rules to specials. And number one rule is I have to shoot specials in a market that I've performed in a lot yeah. that I mm-hmm. have that has not seen the material yet. Okay. So this perfect. is a real last question. Yeah. yeah. Do you feel like you have to do another special? Uh-uh. Because be I feel four. like yeah. even my guy goes, all right, your special did great. We're going to, let's get the next one. I go, Fucking hey, dude, let me just live with <laughs> yeah. this material for a while because it's hard. Well, take, the, the, you want it to be good, and it's hard to just flip it. After this tour, after this tour, two thousand twenty-three, I could be I, well. The idea is to be able to take some time off to do other projects, mm-hmm. and and but in order to do another project, you kind of get your take take your stand-up hat off and put your production hat on yeah. or your your acting hat on, yeah. and like because stand-up for me is all-encompassing, and and it, it's all I think about. I, I, it, it actually is even tough for me when I'm getting ready for a special because I'm, I'm not free thinking the way I am before, mm. you know, I'm mm-hmm. really kind of dialed in on getting this one Locking it in. thing yeah. polished and, and sparkled up and, and like getting, like putting all the, 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 the rhinestones on it so Nuance, that, you yeah. know, um, but yeah, I, I feel like after this tour of new material, I, I mean, I would love to keep doing specials, but I, I would like to be one of those guys that takes a couple years off. And and instead of doing them every fucking say hi to your kids, months, does other things. No, they're in college. I don't need them anymore. Fuck them. Okay, but, get but ready the, to meet my second wife. The idea that you you. <laughs> <laughs> circle. I mean, I got to meet this lady, right? She's getting out of high school. Yeah. <laughs> the fact that you do nine minute bits is, I remember because I got John Lovitz into stand up. They're going, you're yeah. funny. It's a good income stream, and he loves it. But I remember yeah. he he'd written a few things. He goes, "I'm out of ideas. How do I get any more material?" And I say, "Well, take the material you have and expand it." Yeah, you run. He yeah. goes, "Oh!" And every time I see him, you save me a lot of time. <laughs> well, have you and that's the way he talks. But you doing nine minute pieces based on a story? Yeah, because it seems like that's helpful in terms of getting to that hour. Well, it's it's frustrating. So like, there's a, a bit that I'm closing my special with now that happened fucking four years ago that I've been working on for four years. Mm-hmm. If you bring up in bits at the store, you'll yeah. be like, all right, uh, did anyone done this? And then you start working it, you get a couple. Mm-hmm. For me, it's a couple nuggets inside it where where they, where they you can get a few laughs. And then once mm-hmm. you can do that, then you focus on the thickness of it, mm-hmm. hoping you can figure out an ending. Way out. Once you get the That's ending, the then you can skinny part. everything out yeah. and just tell a short story. Yeah. yeah. And the so ending is the tough endings part. Endings, everyone telling stories, the one mistake comics don't make is a story need people need to know it's over because yeah. <laughs> if right. they don't it's got to pop it's got to yeah and, and if you don't have the pop don't record it wait till you got the pop wait till you got the thing where you say fuck that bitch this is russia where everyone knows the story is complete is mm-hmm. that's the end of the show either applause or at least yeah. we know it's over you're going to the next thing yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Well, i hated that i on my special i think i had two that were a little undercooked but i loved them <laughs> yeah and that's then the wait, which, one were they? which ones were they it was ones where i go they're they beefed out since yeah. and i go Am I cheating? Because now it's a fully formed bit that's three minutes longer. But I go, but the nugget of it, which is a couple laughs, yeah. but now it's turned into a whole thing. And that's you go, right. fuck, I, it's, but it's still the root of it was that. Well, that's the the real, the the real problem I have with hours is I, I literally, 
I have a bunch of undercooked stuff, and then the <laughs> di- the idea is which ones which ones are the Cookable. Which ones will be the best meals? Because mm-hmm. yeah. sometimes you got to take ones that are even like I have like two bits that are fully cooked now, yeah. mm-hmm. but it's just they don't fit in the hour. It just doesn't make sense in that hour. Where do you put them? Mm-hmm. And and I've told them a lot on the road, and I just got to take them out, and I can't use them for my next hour because it's I've already told them a bunch. Mm-hmm. So I got to write new stuff and then hope that I can take ingredients out and re put them in somewhere. Paprika. I mean, I, I I like I don't know. Right now is my favorite part of a, of an hour is. Is I had everyone go watch it last week, yeah. and they all signed off on it. Everyone's like, "Holy shit, that's a great hour!" And I was like, "For real?" Because I'm so close to it. Mm-hmm. I was like, mm-hmm. "Even this part?" And they're like, "Yeah." And I go, "Even this part?" Like you guys like <laughs> this part? This oh, even yeah. this like, there's, part? Yeah, there's one. There's one thing I, I did on uh, that, that I and I was and I was like, "What?" And I what about this one thing which I thought was really good? And they're like, "It's not that good." And I was like, "Shut the oh. fuck up!" <laughs> so I've got the actual hour, but now's my favorite part. Where you like tonight? I'm going to the store. I'm doing three shows, and all I need, all I need, are certain tags inside jokes. So I just got to work on. I'll take the, like uh, the 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 bit I need is um, wine tasting. It's okay. a, I have a big thing about wine tasting, and so all I need are some good gems inside a wine tasting bit. So mm-hmm. right now I'm gonna go go on stage and just talk about wine tasting, David. And and the <laughs> one line I wrote is uh, which I thought was funny, and I'll I'll, I'll tell it back. Hopefully it makes a special. But you go into wine tasting and they just pour you like the little mm-hmm. bits of wine. Like we're about to get our assholes eaten by Michael Jackson. And so, <laughs> so that's the, the bit that's I like. That's a good word package. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because that's how he did it, I think. <laughs> Jesus shoes. Jesus yeah, shoes. Jesus shoes. Yeah. So, like, I, so I got like 10 of those mm-hmm. written in my book. Uh-huh. I'm like, of who, who would drink just a little bit of wine? Why okay. they would drink that little wine? And then how do mm-hmm. I force that into... I walk in and they've got little bits of wine, like dot dot dot. So I yeah. got that's the funnest part of stand up of of a special for me is that because I'll go through my hour and there's lazy writing. My dad opens three doors, first door, and it's my lazy writing is like fuck you, cocksucker, eat my ass, you know, like whatever. Yeah. And then <laughs> and then all of a sudden you're like, I should probably write a joke in there <laughs> instead yeah. of just cursing. You're like, it'll still work, but I should probably write a joke. <laughs> it'll still work. All right. Wow. I appreciate it, guys. Thank you. It's, it's, uh, I mean, like this I said, this was so much fun. You have an incredible amount of energy. I will. Thank you. Well, I'm so This is a toned down <laughs> bird, yeah. by the way, for the audience. Uh, we'll do okay. another drinking one. Do you, uh, I can do two drinks. Oh, yeah, definitely. Just yeah. give Man, me some Stella's or something like that. I'll drink beers. I just drink beers. Cold beers or yeah. ice cold beers. A nice cold beer buzz is I'll go to, out of this world. That's right. That's after yeah, sure. a, after a run, or I go hiking, and Ooh, then a couple of beers. after a run they sparkle. Well, just your whole body, you get on a whole other other thing. So yeah, that'll be fun. I'd I'm love, a runner. I, you runner? Well, I was. Now I'm a hiker because okay. I have a little bit of a hip thing. But I was a huge runner for years. Yeah, I, really, I'm, really into it. So I ran you can five still miles, run five miles this morning. Knees, oh, really? hips, everything good. Uh, overweight, I feel a little more in my knees mm-hmm. and in my feet. You look pretty good though. Uh, well, it's because I'm. I don't just look bloated and, and splotchy because I've been drinking. I've, I was I twenty days off the sauce, so I feel like, and I've lost a little bit of weight, but not as much as you'd think. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so okay, right, but yeah, it must feel great. But yeah, I just you're good with the shoes and everything. You know all about your pronation. Oh, I'm a hardcore you're, pronator. You, okay. I watch. Oh, I film myself so you know running in slow motion, and you can yeah. see me actually pronate. It's really pronation horrible. is good to is a that point. You get a boner? But too much is not good. <laughs> pronation. It's, yeah. We're talking. It's shocking. No, I gotta go. Anyway, no, that's a great habit. Running yeah. is awesome. I think um, it's the purest, wonderful. <laughs> you know, 
Oh, by the way, I might have we'll met my, my soulmate today. Between the so fear of flying, running, and, and the beer buzz after the running. Yeah, let's, uh, we'll fly somewhere together. Let's fly, go run, and drink. <laughs> yes, that's it. That's it. We'll definitely do that for I love sure. It. Yeah. This has been a podcast presentation of Cadence 13. Please listen, then rate, review, and follow all episodes. Available now for free wherever you get your podcast. No joke, folks. Fly on the Wall has been a presentation of Cadence 13, executive produced by Dana Carvey and David Spade, Chris Corcoran of Cadence 13, and Charlie Finan of Brillstein Entertainment. The show's lead producer is Greg Holtzman with production and engineering support from Serena Regan and Chris Basil of Cadence 13. 